1: All right, today is Thursday.
0: It is November 19th. Good morning, Kathy.
2: Good morning in the news this morning. With more than 200 guns reportedly missing from the Philadelphia Sheriff's Department, the new sheriff in town is promising change and accountability. Philadelphia Sheriff Rochelle Bilal also uh, said Tuesday that they was only one way to describe what she inherited from previous administration after she was sworn into office this past January they left us with a crazy mess as far as the sheriff's office goes and uh, it's not just the armory she says uh, but the sheriff's armory was at the center of the year-long investigation by city controller Rebecca Reinhardt after she received information that several weapons stored there were missing the findings were nothing short of alarming investigators concluded that the whereabouts of more than a hundred service firearms is unknown along with another 109 personal firearms that were either surrendered to or seized by the department. Yeah. Officials from the Philadelphia City Controller's Office said that while they still have no idea where most of the missing firearms ended up, they are following some truly disturbing leads.
3: Kathy, I can sort of commiserate with this. For a couple of days, I did not know where my bell was. Oh. Yeah. You know, it's one of the things that happens. It's a lot like missing 200 firearms. (laughs) Yeah. Okay.
2: A bell firearm.
3: A bell, listen, uh, it's right. integral to what we do here. and uh, so Steve I uses that as a weapon from time to I time. I do. So. I have to. <laughs> Thank yeah. you, President, for noticing. Yeah. yeah.
2: Sheriff Bilal said that as they continue working to get to the bottom of what happened, more than 200 missing firearm steps have already been taken, hopefully to ensure it doesn't happen again. The armory is now secure with state-of-the-art security motion sensors. Uh, they are individually assigned entry codes to track specifically who enters and exits the armory at all times. Both Bilal and Re- Reinhardt Said the investigation continues to find those firearms and to determine any possible criminal liability. Free rapid COVID 19 tests brought hundreds of people to Newark, Delaware on Wednesday. Those looking for a test didn't need an appointment, but did need some patients. The line stretched around the door at the Newark uh, Urgent Care yesterday, uh, who announced the testing in conjunction with the Delaware Department of Public Health and the Office of the Lieutenant Governor. Hundreds of people came through since testing began Tuesday morning, and it was uh, already, it was steady throughout wednesday night and there's already a line around the corner this morning
0: i believe it you know that with um thanksgiving coming up some people even listen you're you're supposed to have an you're supposed to have a reason to go get your testing done as opposed to i just want to make sure i'm well, okay. not not
2: here though preston okay so, yeah. so you so. actually have to be asymptomatic um to get the oh, test. oh okay that's an interesting the thought process behind it okay. is they're in the area of the university of delaware and they're saying that all of these students want to go home for the holidays so basically they've opened up to do this free rapid testing so that these kids can go home for the holidays. well no,
3: and that's that's, that's the point you were making is that people just kind of get yeah. getting clear before they congregate with family members you said you saw over the Navy yard I didn't see it
0: yeah there's a place right by the courtyard where they're doing testing uh, the courtyard Marriott and it's a it's a parking lot and there's a line down the street and around uh, I took
3: us some of the overflow Preston because I I just stood outside and people drove by and I said you're good you're good you got you got it you look okay to me you're good yeah <laughs> i mean and i was up front i
0: said it was just a hunch right yeah right that maybe that's all they needed
2: so the test is fairly simple you must be asymptomatic and the results take roughly 20 minutes after the nasal swab is taken six abc reported on average 10 percent of the people they're testing are coming up positive the rapid covid test marathon will continue uh today but it does wrap up this morning at 10 a.m Wait,
3: kathy you said it's a nasal swab
2: it's a nasal swap. Okay,
3: because so the guy who put his finger in my butt in the van—that wasn't that, ac- that wasn't mm, real. Okay, that was for so fun. Much. Not sure.
2: so much. Medical staff is also available to handle all other illnesses and injuries uh, that are normally seen at hey, the facility. I
0: want to go back one uh, story because I did get a nice text message, Steve, uh, concerning the weapons that are missing. This person texted in and said the word Glock is actually German for bell.
3: It, yes, oh. thank so, you. you. Thank go. you for supporting me. <laughs>
0: I know some people thought,
3: well, that was an outlandish comparison, 200 missing weapons and a bell. But this puts it in perspective. Thank you, Mystery Texter. I mean, but is that I real? That. No, do not. Think so.
2: What type of investigation went into finding the bell?
4: Uh, I Casey wouldn't... went and got it at the station.
2: Oh, all right. <laughs> yeah. Wait, Casey, is that why you went back to the station yesterday?
4: I only went back to the station to uh, – Kathy. People needed to know where this thing was, right. and I was just uh, yeah, there
2: any other reason. It's no. all
4: about accountability and transparency. Kathy, if you really needed to know, I needed to record one sentence in a uh, in a commercial, oh, so that's why God. I went back.
2: That's good. Yeah, yeah, because I went
4: back the other day to record one sentence, but I needed to go back and record another one, so that's why I was back. But.
2: Well, fortunately, you're not busy this week, so you can just go back and station. <laughs> no, it was super
4: whatever. duper easy. I was so happy to sit in that traffic on 76 by <laughs> yeah. <the> 30th Street <laughs> Station. Miss it. You miss yeah.
3: these I things, you. yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. Okay. It's <laughs> good. All right. So it's the end of the road for two Catholic schools in the Archdiocese uh-huh. of Philadelphia. Uh, this school year will be the last for John W. Hallahan Catholic Girls High School in Philadelphia and Bishop McDevitt High School in Wincote. The Archdiocese blames dwindling enrollment as a key factor to the closure. Both schools were operating at 40 percent capacity or less the pandemic exacerbated the decision which followed a seven-month study of the financial stability of the archdiocese schools students will now get assistance with transfers they will be able to select the high school of their choice and work on a transition process uh, said maureen mcdermott the superintendent of secondary schools it's 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 pretty
4: wild what's going on in you know the archdiocese all across the really the world but you know especially the country and Thankfully, while I was sitting in traffic on Seventy Six, I saw this giant billboard, and there is a major campaign. It says "Stop Male Supremacy in the Catholic Church," and there is a major campaign and push to have women ordained as priests. Wow! Yeah, okay. yeah, and I—I I mean, listen, like Saint Charles Borromeo, like I think they ordained like two guys last year to be priests. For the entire archdiocese, so, you know, like, they, they definitely need help. And, you know, when you got schools closing down, it's pretty crazy. Well,
3: they also are instituting a free bell program, which mm. I think will no uh, also help get people to <laughs> enroll. Cool. As you know,
0: earlier I had a crisis with my bell. They're going to start arming students <laughs> like that? Wow. <laughs> yeah.
2: Hallahan High School is prime real estate along the Vine Expressway. All right, let's do sports this morning. Let's. <laughs>
0: Saks are yummy.
2: Minnesota Timberwolves selected Anthony Edwards with the first pick of the 2020 NBA draft. The Golden State Warriors took center James Wiseman with the number two pick and guard LaMelo Ball followed as the third pick to the Charlotte Hornets. Before the draft, the Sixers agreed to trade Al Hortford to the Oklahoma City Thunder for Danny Green. 34-year-old Hortford signed a four-year, $109 million contract <laughs> with Philadelphia as a free agent last summer, but never fit in with the team the way they had hoped he would. The Sixers also traded for uh, Seth Curry, an elite three- shooter who happens to be married to the coach's daughter. The trade also sent shooting guard Josh Richardson to the Dallas Mavericks. Curry, whose father-in-law is new Sixers coach Doc Rivers, addresses the team's need for perimeter shooting to complement stars Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. Curry Ranks second in NBA history in career three-point percentage. In the draft, new uh, new president of basketball operations, Daryl Morey, selected combo guard Tyrese Maxey out of the University of Kentucky as the Sixers' 21st pick. The 20-year-old is high-energy and charismatic and worked out with Ben Simmons in Los Angeles over the summer. And that's what I have for you this morning.
0: This just in. The word, the German word for bell, is Glock. Is it? I looked it up. Oh wow! Uh, think, I thought that had to be made up. Think but... about it: Glockenspiel. The Glock yeah. part of Glockenspiel is bell. Essentially, Glockenspiel is what what you call music musical instruments are bells. So there you go. We just learned something, and it and it wasn't Sometimes even
3: a joke. I'm accidentally right. That's it's right. Awesome. <laughs> All
0: right. Well, welcome to Thursday morning with the President and Steve show. It sounds very cavernous in here. It uh, does. Yeah. I think the, the 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 monitors. Are well, like, that's better. Thank we're gonna, you. We're going to go spelunking a little bit later, President. Well. We are going to go deep on the show today because we have a lot, and I mean a lot, going on today. The most we've ever had uh, for Camp Out for Hunger, I, I would almost venture to guess. But uh, real quick, I want to thank uh, our sponsor for this hour. It's brought to, we, This hour is brought to you by Martin Law, proud sponsor of our Camp Out volunteer effort, Martin Law, uh, the law firm for injured workers. And also, I want to mention that uh, we will have lunch today at, provided by Harvest Seasonal Grill and Wine Bar. You can find your harvest at Harvest com, And there have been some great restaurants and and uh, people that have been uh, serving up some food for us and our volunteers, so I'll make sure that they get the deserved love. And also, I'll, I'll mention this the Camp Out Do Gooder, yeah. uh, presented by uh, Wispis. Uh, however, you donate this year, make sure you share your Camp Out related photos with your friends across all your social media pages. If you add the hashtag campoutforhunger, uh, you could be featured during our show, and it's presented by Wisfis Bank. Oh, that's cool. We stand for service. Yeah, so that's nice. Um, so a lot, like I said, going on in the program today. We are going to have, as far as guests go, some will be um, stopping by, some will be via Zoom, some will be on the phone. So we're going to have uh, Jim Curtin, the union head coach, and Sebastian Latou. And I believe Sebastian is stopping by in person. Uh, Jim will be via Zoom, and Sebastian is bringing – uh, the Supporters Shield with him. Oh, wow. Which is that great yeah. award that they they picked up just a little while ago. So it's a huge honor. So uh, Sebastian's great. He's been to the camp out before. We've we've had him here on a couple of occasions. And coach just won Coach of the Year. That's outstanding. Uh, we also have joining us, we'll stay in the sports vein, Claude Giroux, James Van Reemsdyke, and Scotty Hartnell, all on the program at the same time via Zoom. Uh, we'll also have Brent Smith of Shinedown. And Brent has done a couple of exclusive performances for WMMR of uh, some of their songs. And we're going to play those and talk to Brent on the air this morning, which would be really cool. Uh, And then we'll stay with the music stuff for a minute. Our good buddy Michael Giacchino is going to be checking in from California. And he is going to have joining him a gentleman named Brad Bird. Brad Bird is a director. He directed The Incredibles, The Incredibles 2, Ratatouille, Iron Giant, Tomorrowland, and he's the voice of Edna Mode from The Incredibles, (laughs) one of my favorite side characters ever. So he will be on. Or the both of them, I should say. We're also going to have another uh, band that we've had in the studio and abroad before. Because nothing but thieves joined us in uh, England. London, right? Yeah, so the one gentleman, Dom,
4: who's going to be on with us today, he joined us in London. Uh, Connor, the singer, I believe at the time, was on holiday okay. in like, Thailand uh, or something. Uh,
0: so those guys are checking in, and I think they're going to perform live. They're great. Connor's got this gorgeous voice. Super nice guys. And speaking of gorgeous voices... John Bon Jovi. Ah. We'll talk to John. John's very philanthropic, and he, you know, Philly is close to his heart and WMMR as well. Rob McElhaney gave him lots of props last night. He did. And then the last guest joining us is Aaron Nola of the Phil's. How about that? Yeah. So we're full. And, and amongst that, we are slated for some big donations from, uh, uh, companies to, uh, to participate in Camp Out for Hunger. So there's a lot happening today. We're going to do our best to do it as efficiently as possible, which is just lip service because you know we won't. But anyway, <laughs> we'll do what we can. Uh, let's take a break. Come back. Sun's coming up. Show's starting. We'll, be, we'll continue this live broadcast from the Wells Fargo Center uh, complex in South Philadelphia, the Camp Out for Hunger. Day number four. We'll be right back on MMR.
1: Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR, Facebook, Twitter, you know,
5: the usual places.
3: Steven Singer is excited to introduce to you his most loved engagement ring, Krista. Choose a metal color and carrot size at the perfect price. I hate Stevensinger.com.
0: Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We're going to do a stupid question, and uh, we'll have a prize uh, for the winner. I just don't know what it is. That's it's... a good arrangement. Hey, there it is. Yeah. It is a $100 Visa Super Box card that we will give away. So I figured I'm going to do a face mask question. We're all very face mask conscious, yes. so I figured I'd do a face mask question. Here is one for you. In the movie Hannibal, yeah, what character purchases hannibal lecter's face mask 215 263 wmmr let's even know the answer to that okay in the film hannibal it's also in the book too what character purchases hannibal lecter's face mask 215 263 wmmr go through some birthdays while we are awaiting your answer today is the 19th of november dick cabot the former tv show talk host uh, talk show host uh, is 84 he came by for a visit several years ago when we were in our old studio
3: yeah he's really a uh, really cool interview and his show is great but his show is it, it didn't try to be the tonight show which was the big leviathan that no one could take down and so what he did is he tied into at that time all the rock musicians he's the one who yeah. had that famous post woodstock interview with
0: all of the like not all of them but a large number of the musicians who played it. it was pretty cool yeah he's 84 today adam driver the actor uh, who is now deeply entrenched into the star wars uh, universe he 's great, and the funny thing is Preston like between things like black clansmen
3: uh, uh which serious stuff, he can also do comedy really well
0: oh man, uh this is where I leave you is a great family yeah. comedic movie he is great in it. Uh, he is uh, 37 today. Also, the,
4: the undercover boss is Kylo
0: Ren. He's Kylo Ren. Yeah. Oh, I don't know if you've ever seen excellent. the bit. It's I so did. good. It's the best. It's yeah. so funny. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Jodie Foster, the great Jodie Foster. Hey. Oh. oh. And I just did a uh, Hannibal question. She wasn't in the movie Hannibal, no. but obviously she was in uh, Silence of the Lambs. But yes, Nell's birthday is today. Oh, my God. I, I'm, not, I'm totally unprepared. Wait, and one and second. And a, sci- it's
6: okay.
4: a long
3: to her.
0: A sci- yeah.
7: on Kong Yeah.
3: That's her opening up her birthday. A gift it was a a dead chipmunk oh chest
7: yes. on a
3: on a stick with a ribbon around its neck and she went nuts
7: that's oh.
3: exactly what I wanted that's what that means
0: uh so Jody and then she also
3: says you can't understand but in Nellie she's saying Glock means Bell
0: uh Jody Foster is 58 today uh, Allison Janney the actress Emmy award-winning actress I believe Oscar as well because we were talking about her from uh, uh, the I, Tonya film yes right? yep. she
3: played the mom she's super talented from the West Wing to the show mom she's
0: you know, yep she's 61 larry king steve that's right larry king we met him he's uh 87 today uh and uh he continues to do his thing and
3: the funny thing is
0: <laughs> he divorced his wife just recently who is like
3: you know I'm, I'm sure she thought there's no way he's gonna dump me he dumped her what are they like 30 40 years apart lines. Uh,
0: yeah a, a good stretch yeah i'm done with you you're too old Uh, Larry King is 87. Uh, Calvin Klein, the designer, celebrates his 78th birthday today. When I think of Calvin Klein, I I think of the Brooke Shields
3: jeans ads that were so controversial. Remember those years ago? That's funny. I think of Back to the Future. Me too. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, I think of the. Uh, they also had a, a weird campaign in the mid to. It was in the late nineties. Oh yeah, where it seemed like these kids were auditioning for porn movies.
3: <gasps> yeah, they were like in a basement, and there was like. What? A, yeah, a yeah, yeah. Tea. It was
0: really bad. That it was, was weird. Wood paneling on the walls. I don't and, even think you can find those ads online, like on YouTube or anything. But it was, they've
2: like vanished. Yeah,
0: yeah it, was it was effed up. It was, somebody going CK. It was. Oh my fun. god! It was really that's weird. So
2: creepy.
3: Yeah,
0: yeah, it was weird. So he. I remember he was like, do you like your body? Yeah, I not, not like my body. You know do you oh, like my- your
3: body? Oh, Jesus. Oh, my. I like it. Yeah. Do you have a younger brother? Oh, no. I'm sorry. You're still aging out on me.
0: Yeah. Uh, Calvin Klein is 78 today. Ahmad Rashad, the announcer, former NFL player, uh, he is celebrating his 71st birthday today. Meg Ryan turns 59. I'm going to zip through these because we right, really got to go. move along. Uh, Meg Ryan is 59. Uh, Ted Turner, the media mogul, does he suffer from a mental uh, decline? Well, I think a little bit. I remember a story about him showing early signs of dementia. Dementia, yes. So he's 82 today. Rocco Dispirito, the celebrity chef, yes, is 54. And then the last birthday is Matt Sorum of Guns N' Roses fame. He turns 60 years old today. All right, let's see if we can find an answer to this stupid question. Face mask related. In the film Hannibal, what character purchases um, uh, Hannibal's face mask? Uh, let's go to Woody, see if he knows the answer. Hey, yeah, Woody. Hey, good buddy. morning. Good, good morning. What's the answer we're looking for? Who bought the face mask? Mason Berger. It's Mason Verger, but I'll give it to you. Yeah, exactly. That's my bet. Uh, so you got to right, Woody. Hang on the line. We are going to send you with a $100 Visa Superbucks card. And don't forget, tonight on The CW, don't miss the action on the final Wild Ride of the Epic Series finale of Supernatural, right after our long special Supernatural, The Long Road Home. It all starts Thursday at 8. That's tonight. In the CW, Philly. Uh, and one Super Question winner this week is going to be upgraded to a $300 card.
3: That character is very after. Because he's the one who Hannibal uh, ate his
0: face off, right? No, he made him. Uh, Hannibal gave him all these drugs, that m- had him trip out, and then he suggested that he peel his own face right, off. Right, right. So, and, and he was actually, I think, eating. He made him eat part of his <sighs> own face. Yeah, it was pretty wild. All right, so... Naya Rivera's son, Josie, has filed a wrongful death lawsuit four months after the Glee alum had accidentally drowned in a lake. Uh, Josie's father, Ryan Dorsey, filed the suit on the five-year-old's behalf. I don't know why they had to do it on his behalf, but uh, Dorsey and Rivera were married from 2014 to 2018. Josie is suing Ventura County, California, the United Water Conservation District, and the county's Parks and Recreation Management for wrongful death and negligent infliction on emotional distress. Now, the complaint states that her death was preventable, and the boat she and Josie rented did not meet the U.S. Coast Guard safety standards. It said in the suit the boat was not equipped with safety, accessible ladder, adequate rope, and anchor, a radio, or any security mechanisms uh, to prevent swimmers from being separated from their boats. It also claims disturbingly, later inspection revealed, the boat did not even equip was not even equipped with any flotation or life-saving yeah. devices in direct violation of California law, which requires that all pontoons longer than 16 feet be equipped with flotation devices. That is, listen, you go on a boat, you have to have flotation devices.
3: You, 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 that's it. That, yeah. If you're talking about the, the most obvious go-to, like, for example, my parents were in the Coast Guard Auxiliary for years, and they would do, they would do inspections with people out on the water. And that's the first thing you check for. Yep. Life vests, flotation devices, all of that stuff.
0: Uh, they also added that the the lake did not have a single sign anywhere not at the entrance of the dock at the popular swimming area of diablo cove not anywhere warning of the lake strong currents low visibility high winds changing water depths underwater caves ledges and drop-offs or the trees brush and other debris that congest its waters due to vastly changing water levels and winds uh, the site also has a deadly history more than a dozen people have drowned there since 1959 so uh that this suit is going forward. Uh, Dorsey has moved in with Rivera's sister, uh, Nicalia Rivera, so that they can raise Josie together. Uh, this is interesting. The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air reunion uh, will air today on HBO Max. And during the reunion, Will Smith and Janet Hubert hashed out their differences. Now, she played Aunt Viv. Yeah. Uh, she revealed that uh, she had issues in her personal life. She was pregnant and in an abusive marriage, and it affected her work on the set. She told Will, this is in the special, when I left the show, I had this new baby and no one. Family disowned me. Hollywood disowned me. My family said, you ruined our name. And she doesn't go into detail about what that means, though. But she, and uh, she said, I wasn't unprofessional on the set. I just stopped talking to everybody because I didn't know who to trust because i had been banished. And they said it was you who had banished me because you were Will. You were a kid, and it was hard. Will apologized to her and then responded. During that time, her pregnancy... I wasn't sensitive, I wasn't perceptive, and now that I've had three kids, I've learned some things that I did not know at the time, and I would do things very differently. But I can see where I made the set very difficult for Janet. I was 21 years old, everything was a threat to me, not you, the world. Uh, I was so driven by fear and jokes and comedy and all of that. Uh, Now I have children, I've been divorced, had a second marriage, and I can see now the level of pain and the level of struggle that it was for you to just show up every day. So they got to hash it out a little bit. He gets very emotional apparently
3: throughout the uh, throughout the episode, uh, or uh, I guess it's like an hour long reunion. But uh, yeah, you know who's uh, the the who played his uncle passed away, uh, having a brain fart. Uncle Phil James Avery, right? right? James Avery, and yeah. he he's, he tears up big time with recounting. Scared.
2: So what, so the reunion is just them getting together to yeah. talk. It's not like another episode. And no, they
3: wrestle. Correct. There's a little bit of wrestling. Going okay,
2: they on. do a little. Like, well, I mean, yeah,
3: like like Mexicans, yeah. you know, went through the mass on everything. Right. Okay. Right. It,
0: Mucha lucha. Yeah, it's really that up really.
3: For me. It's touching.
0: Um, so sexiest, on you. sexiest man of the world, Michael B. Jordan, yes. has revealed what he is looking for in a wife. He told people that having a woman with a sense of humor and true understanding is an important issue. And big cans. Because yeah, an actor's on. life... Well, <laughs> yeah. he, gets, he goes into more detail. Okay. I'll get to it. Hang on. <laughs> uh, he said because an actor's life is not conducive to a relationship. It's uh-huh. really not, he said. He said, somebody that's nurturing. He said, I've got a list, and that's probably why my ass is still single, but yeah, it's a list. And he also revealed the physical attributes he's most attracted to on a woman, saying it's like lips, teeth, mouth. Uh, He said, "I, what's that? Boops. I'm going to get there. Uh, He said, I think I've paid more attention to eyes as of late with all these masks. He said, I love a woman's hips, thighs, hands, and feet. So everything. And he said, well, no, he doesn't mention boobs in there.
2: Everything but boobs.
0: And what order you go, that's a totally different question. But he likes hips, thighs, hands, and feet, which is interesting. Yeah, big, hairy feet. No, but
2: uh, it's not – it it makes sense. He doesn't – yeah, he probably doesn't want some, you know – Bimbo. Well, no, like uh, somebody with, like, big man hands or, like, giant bunion
3: feet. Well, maybe he does. Like, big, huge, manly hands. (laughs) (laughs) Knuckles. And big... John Madden feet. <laughs> we, have-
2: we had a man hands friend oh in, my God. in college. That was her nickname. Really? Man hands? Man hands. Uh, Listen,
4: <laughs> I like a nice manicure. I, I could care less about the feet, really. I thought you were gonna say I like a
8: nice man hand.
4: <laughs> yeah, no, I like a manicure. I like a nice I'm the
1: girl you've been looking for, Casey.
4: Nice, well manicured. Like look at Kathy's fingers. I mean they don't look as good today, but like normally they look okay. She's kind of let herself go, but they look like Vienna sauce. I don't
2: know what that means, but yes, no, but- I, I constantly have manicures. Manicured uh, nails. I will always get my nails manicured. It's it's rare that you will see my nails not manicured, but I can't go this week because <laughs> I'm sitting
0: home. <laughs> hey, by the way, he might be looking for you, Kathy. He said it's like lips, teeth, Probably. and mouth. We yeah. know you have pretty teeth <laughs> and a wonderful mouth, and he's looking for women's hips. We've yeah. heard they're delicious. And uh <laughs> thighs, I don't know. I'm I'm not sure what how your thigh game is I'm You'll have really to show us your thighs with thigh the thigh. yeah, they're,
2: they're thick, don't worry. Yeah. Uh
0: but your your hands, we Casey has stated you have great hands and uh but feet. I don't know about your feet.
2: Um I mean listen, I think I have okay feet. And again, they're always manicured, even if they're not painted, I make sure that they're you know, they don't look disgusting. And, yeah. But you I had do not like Little, yeah, ew. We had an we intern with a foot
4: that. fetish and he yeah. loved your feet. Oh,
2: God.
6: Well, you
4: too. don't have to wear, like, you don't wear heels all the time, so you don't have those. They're not beat up. Beat up, right? Yeah, like, you're women, right, Casey. Man.
3: You You're sure you don't like like a toe that points the wrong way and
4: <laughs> and a couple of
3: nails missing and and like uh, the the, the cuts on your toes from the rotting finger toenails? No, nails.
4: he's
2: right though. No. People that wear heels all the time, like their feet get a little more beat up. I mean, uh, I can wear flats and sneakers and like comfy shoes to work. I've heard stories
3: of women who wear those like super tight, super pointed high heels that eventually have to have like a toe removed, yeah, like a pinky toe
2: removed. I mean, yeah, I, that, that have to have surgery yeah. on their feet because, because of, of it and how it affects f- them.
0: Yeah. yeah. All right, so that's what he's looking for. Moving on. Harvey Weinstein. What's he looking for in a woman? He's having his health closely monitored by resistance. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, So he is having his health closely monitored by prison medical staff after spiking a fever, his publicist said on Wednesday. Uh, In the joint statement, his team said uh, it should come as no surprise. Mr. Weinstein has numerous maladies and conditions, including a heart condition, high blood pressure, and spinal stenosis. Uh, we are working with uh, the NYSDOCCS. I don't know who that is, and the excellent team at Wendy CF to ensure that Mr. Weinstein receives a proper medical attention that he needs. Is
3: he in solitary or is he with a cellmate? Do
0: we know? I don't know. Uh, since landing in jail, has been hospitalized multiple times for chest pains. Uh, he's facing additional sexual assault charges in Los Angeles. Uh, I like this. Jason Momoa covers December's Men's Health uh, magazine, and inside he opens up about yoga, his ripped physique, and how the pandemic has drawn his family closer. Uh, He explains that his wife, Lisa Monet, recruited him into yoga. He said, so I tried yoga the other day. It was the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. He said, I'd rather squat a car. (laughs) Climbing El Capitan would be easier than doing two hours of yoga. He said, I can't bend over anymore. My hamstrings are so tight, it's pathetic. Uh, So where does he get that ripped-up physique? He said, it's just genetics. He said, Hawaiians are big people. I rock climb a lot. Maybe I'm an ape. I love the way it feels. I like being upside down. I always loved climbing trees as a kid and swinging in the breeze. But lifting weights is challenging, he said. Uh, Momoa also discussed... How uh, so much time with his kids, uh, with Bonet, uh, Wolf and Lola, has uh, brought them so much closer. He said, my wife is very sophisticated and smart. and Our kids and I are kind of like animals that need to be trained a little better. So said, I'm constantly a work in progress, and I've just been trying to get better as a father and as a husband. He also, I, yeah. I think I know Jason
3: Momoa a little bit better now. <laughs>
0: uh, he also is facing the fact that uh, Lola is growing up, and uh, on dating, he said, uh, I'm not going to do well with it. I'll just hate it if she brings home some dip s bad boy. <laughs> I'm like, if you find a man who treats you better than I treat your mom, good luck. Uh, Momoa called his courtship with Bonet when she was 38 and he was 26. So she she was married. She was married twice before.
8: She was married to Lenny Kravitz, right? And that's where their daughter Zoe Kravitz, right? And yeah. but he but uh, he has not
0: uh, the first wife uh, Lisa Bonet.
8: Yeah, and uh, no, she's only been married twice, Steve. So okay, Jason all right, Momoa and uh, and Lenny.
0: Uh, And he says, "I was a mess, especially when you meet someone you're completely infatuated with, and then find out she's amazing, intelligent, and funny, and she's a goddess, and you're a degenerate." (laughs) Wow, I I like him. I could hang with him. Yeah, I like him a lot. No one would look at me, but I could hang with him. Uh, Speaking of relationships, while fans were shocked when Olivia Wilde and Jason Sudeikis split after a seven-year engagement, insiders tell Us Weekly that the pair had just grown apart. Uh, the insider said they've been separated for months now. There's really no drama. They're just they're handling like this like adults. It's all about cooperating. She's uh, saved co- by the bell. Parenting their kids. I'm sorry. She's saved by the bell, and he's degrassi high. You know, um, yeah. Daisy and Otis are the kids, and that's a priority for them. They said uh, the living arrangements were a strain too. Like most couples, the insider said that they had disagreements. Uh, they were by bi- coastal but Jason loved living in New York, and Olivia, who was born in New York City, was leaning more towards Los Angeles. Uh, she was also busier than him at times, which was difficult at times. They butted heads on many occasions and decided it was just best to go their separate ways. So that's what they decided. Uh, let's see. Jennifer Aniston has announced her next project, and it's not on the bigger, small screen. Uh, She's teamed up with Vital Proteins, a collagen brand, as their chief creative officer. And she said of the new role, I've always been an advocate for nourishing your wellness from within, which is why I started using Vital Proteins so many years ago. What Hey, we might
2: actually talk to her about this. We might? Yeah. Oh. I've, I've been in contact with somebody, and uh, we're, we're trying to get her on, too. Uh, I said she could talk about this if she would come on with us. Is this
4: going to be like our Tiffany Haddish thing where I was like uh, we have to talk about those stupid freaking gummy vitamins for <laughs>
0: three minutes? And then yeah, we... but
2: maybe it'll be a better connection case.
0: Okay. And I'm okay with talking to Jennifer Aniston. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Me, too. I so <laughs> I don't even know what vital proteins are, but she uses them, and she says they work. By the way, I, I
4: got an email back from uh, Tiffany Haddish's people yesterday who were like, oh, my God, the interview was amazing. I was like, Stop. no. Stop it. No, they they listen. no, it. They did not listen.
2: What?
3: Filthy
4: liars! <laughs> <Yes. Yeah. laughs>
2: they did not listen.
8: It's um, a uh, collagen product, Preston. So it's anti-aging that uh, Jennifer Aniston is advertising. Okay. She's against aging. She's
0: anti-aging. Okay. Hey, this is terrible news, man. This guy just keeps having bad things happen in his life. Bobby Brown's son, Bobby Brown Jr., died on Wednesday. So he lost oh. his daughter. Yeah. He lost wife. his ex-wife. wife, yeah, yeah, ex-wife. And uh, wow, this what kid.
2: Like, I mean, if you think about it, that's a terrible life. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like a Uh, sad life. Yes. Uh, He was 28 years old. TMZ reports Bobby Jr. was found dead in his Los Angeles area home. Though no cause of death has been revealed, police did not believe that there was any foul play involved. Uh, Bobby Jr.'s mother is Kim Ward, who Brown had dated for 11 years before he married Whitney Houston. Uh, Brown lost his daughter. Bobby Junior's half sister, Bobby Christina, in July twenty thousand or two thousand fifteen. She died the same way Whitney Houston died. Similar to that, yeah, in the bathtub and in, in a what
2: coma. They, were both of them drugs?
0: Yeah, yeah. she she had um, yeah, there was a mixed drug intoxication and then in the bathtub she passed out essentially and, and yeah, she died. But the daughter that. too? Yeah. Bobby yeah. Christina died three years after the death of her mom, Whitney Houston. So that's just man, that's just one thing after another uh, with Bobby Brown. Uh, let's see here. Oh, so there was an outcry last month after it was revealed that Apple TV Plus had acquired the rights to the classic Peanuts TV specials and that they would be airing on, uh, they wouldn't be airing on broadcast TV for the first time in 55 years. Apple said that it would let people stream them for free a few days around the holidays, but that didn't tamp down the backlash. So. Apple is now given in, and they have announced yesterday that it had joined with PBS yeah! for free, ad-free broadcasts of the beloved shows. Of course, it's too late for the Great Pumpkin to be yeah! shown, but uh, PBS will air Charlie Brown Thanksgiving on November twenty-second and a Charlie Brown Christmas on December thirteenth. You know, I haven't watched any of them. Uh, I- I- I, I only watched them on demand for the past couple of years. Yeah. Right. It was just sort
3: of comforting to know that it was sort of a traditional thing. Uh, but that's cool. you yeah. know. Yeah. yeah, why not? PBS. Yeah. Uh,
0: they'll also be available to stream for free on Apple TV uh, during the three-day windows from November 25th to 27th Thanksgiving, December 11th to the 13th for Christmas. I don't like the Thanksgiving special all that much. I like the Great Pumpkin
3: and, of course, the Chris, uh, Charlie Brown Christmas that's uh, the Steve, creme de la creme.
0: I don't even remember the
3: Thanksgiving special. It's an orgy. It's a big um, orgy. Oh, my God. And there is a sodomy performed with a turkey leg. That's
0: weird. It's just disgusting. children. Yeah. I know. No wonder. All right, and then one last thing. Uh, earlier reports of Marilyn Manson's casting in Josh Boone's The Stand miniseries. Yes. Led fans to speculate that the problematic rocker had been cast as the trash can man. In fact, we had mentioned this before, who is a troubled, delinquent, and pyromaniac who takes great pleasure in blowing stuff up. But, as Entertainment Weekly has now revealed, the role of Trash Can Man is actually going to be played by Ezra Miller. We chatted about this last night real quick. He's a good choice. Yeah, who, he's the Flash from uh, Justice League.
3: Who, who played, because um, it, it was a, a, an actor, a television actor in the miniseries, and he had done sort of a Ferris Bueller ripoff.
8: Um do you remember the guy The Corm Nemec? Oh, Corm Nemec. Korn Nemec. That's yeah, he did Parker it. Lewis Can't Lose. Parker Lewis Can't You exactly un, right. Yeah. underrated show and he was good in the stand. I like that. He had, man, he had a well, he had a tragic scene in the stand in the miniseries. And who did he play? Uh well, I'm not sure if was I think he called can trash trash man? Yeah. yeah.
0: Crashcam man was the guy who uh played um uh, Max Headroom, uh, that actor. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, okay. And yeah.
8: I'm thinking, that, well, Steve was talking about Corin Nemec, and I
0: don't know which guy he played. Maybe Cor- it
8: was Harold. Was it a bad guy? Corey Nemec is, is the is the one who's
0: fixated on Molly Ringwald's character. That's Harold. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so a different person. Do I even uh, waste time watching that if this the one's coming out? Uh, it was actually pretty good. I liked it. Yeah. But I tell you what, this will probably be better, Casey, uh, just because of... You know, advancement in technology, the public, and so the word is now the rumor is that Manson might be cast as this character that wasn't in the movie, in the miniseries, which I loved in the novel, especially the expanded edition. This uh, character called the Kid, who was really deranged. So maybe there's a chance that Manson will play him. We'll have to wait and see what that is. But Ezra Miller is going to play Trash Cam Man, and he's already ordered uh, fireproof underwear. For the role, because he he wants to accentuate uh, his obsession with fire yeah. and how he can get as close as possible to the flames without burning, burning himself. Yeah, and I love so that. He, he wears, you know, fireproof underwear. Okay, so that's what he's going for. All right, all right, uh, Case. I think we should go ahead and do the clips now. Okay, let's get to it. Uh, I thought I handed you, you the. Uh, Where I- are they? I got it right here. Young actress Sophia Lillis is yeah, nice. Lillis is joined by Paul Bettany in the new film Uncle Frank where they play an uncle and niece who bond during a road trip. And in this clip, Sophia discusses what she loved about their character's relationship. Hit it, Jason.
9: I love their mentor-mentee relationship. Just kind of having someone, that one person who would listen to her. And then she goes off and she gets to learn more things about him and gets to see him fully as who he is instead of just this one side that he shows when he comes home. It brings them together together.
0: Shut up, Demi. Uncle Frank will be available to stream on Amazon Prime on Wednesday. This movie
8: looks good. He, uh, he plays a closeted gay man, Paul Bettany does. It uh, takes place in 1973, and uh, he's such a great actor. I'm looking forward to
0: it. All right, next clip. When, uh, or I'm sorry, familiar characters from Star Wars canon continue to appear throughout this season of The Mandalorian. In this clip, Sasha Banks reveals what it was like working with director Bryce Dallas Howard during the season's third episode. Here we go.
2: Nothing but incredible. She called me. She brought me in. She, like, literally took my hand and guided me. She was so loving and so kind and so gentle. And as you can see, this episode has just, they have not stopped talking about it. It's, like, to me, the best episode of both seasons.
0: Hey, is that a new Michael Jackson? It's another Michael Jackson riff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A new ahead, em- case. Back and forth, please. Uh, 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 <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of like um, at the same time. Three, two, one. Uh, it almost harmonizes. Um, what is it? Wow. The- Moni, Moni, like yeah, 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 yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, 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 <laughs> I love it. A uh, new episode of The Mandalorian premieres. Uh, for- <laughs> Are you going to take time off uh, around the holidays and maybe watch a little bit? Friday on Disney Plus. Uh, you can say no if you want. No, I'm not okay. going to. I know me. I won't do that.
6: <laughs> no! 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 Oh, oh!
3: It does sound like no now. It could be whatever you want. It's like, the, you know, the Mona Lisa. You believe the eyes are following you? Right, right. This will answer any question. Yeah. Is it going to rain today?
0: Ah! No, it's not going to (laughs) work. All right. That's what I have in the entertainment report for you this morning. All right. We have a lot going on today. Let me just run down a little Ah! bit. Uh, we are going to have um, the head coach of the union and our friend Sebastian Latou on the program. And in fact, Sebastian's going to bring the supporter shield here today. And he's promised to throw it like Captain America's shield. Uh, Claude Giroux, James Van Riemsdyk, and Scott Hartnell, uh, Brent Smith of Shinedown, Michael Giacchino, and Brad Bird. Director Brad Bird, who directed The Incredibles and Iron Giant, Ratatouille, and Tomorrowland will be joining us. Um, Connor and Dom from the band Nothing But Thieves. John Bon Frickin' Jovi. Yeah. Or what do they call him in uh Bovine Joni. Jo- Bo- 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 Bovine Joni. Bovine
8: Joni. We should get that clip cuz it's hilarious.
0: Uh and Aaron Nola of the uh, the Phils. And amongst that we'll have some uh, donations from uh, corporations and uh you know a lot of good stuff. So we're looking forward to today's program. We're going to take a break right now. Come back in just a moment and we'll get this whole thing kicked off Camp Out for Hunger. Fourth day, not too late for you to be a part of it. WMR.com or come here in person right in the Xfinity Live Complex. We'll be right back.
10: Didn't catch Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger live broadcast? Not to worry. Get the podcast at WMMR.com before the lawyers make us destroy the evidence.
11: (laughs) Again? What do they do now?
0: Kathy mentioned our uh, volunteers, and they're going to be fed this evening dinner from our friends at Red Robin. Yum. Mm. Uh, ho! <laughs> ah! Red Robin. Ho! Ah! <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a little bit more uh, yeah. alarming. Yeah, 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 yeah. Red Robin. Ah! Uh Weather. <laughs> Whether it's Red Robin Burgers at home or at their place, they uh, will always give you plenty to smile about. And don't forget about their online ordering at order.redrobinpa.com. Red Robin. Thank you. Um, all right, so uh, I do want to mention that through the course of today's show, we have a lot of people on the program, including John Bon Jovi, Aaron Nola. Uh, we have uh, Michael Giacchino, Brent Smith of Shinedown, uh, friends from the Flyers. And we have a lot on the program. but. In between those things, we have some other very important guests joining us because uh, they are sponsors, they are contributors to the Camp Out for Hunger. So we're going to welcome our first of the day. And she is the Senior Vice President and Director of Retail Delivery at WISFIS.
12: Yeah.
0: This is uh, Sherry Krasinski, who is yeah. here. Good morning.
12: Good morning, and thank you. That was a really warm welcome. I appreciate it. So great to see you guys. Like the
0: first year, you guys were here because you've been partnering with us for a few years. I couldn't say Wispis. Yes, I I, I would mess it up, uh, and and so now I finally I have it down. Pat, once you know what it stands for, right? We it for service, Yes, <laughs>
12: we know what it means,
0: Absolutely. Yeah.
12: You are doing an incredible job. I love it.
3: Yeah Thank well you. you know we need it more than ever because obviously we've said we're only too happy to repeat the uh, the message here this is the this is the camp out to end all camp outs, so we've ever needed a camp out. Yeah. it's this year, and as we said, also businesses such as Wisfi and others, where we thought, okay, you know it's understandable. We, you know, it's a tough been a tough year, a tough situation. You guys all have stepped up even more, so we we're just we're just stunned by your your, uh, your generosity.
12: Well, you are the heroes. We are just so impressed that you've been able to orchestrate this event in these times, and we're more than proud to continue to sponsor this. But the. The applause go to you guys for well, doing this and the yeah. MMR crew. Well,
3: thanks. It's, 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 it's so many behind us, uh, the engineers and, and everybody who put it together. But really, the, the people making the donations are the ones that are getting it done, and, and we're keeping
0: our fingers crossed. It's a team effort, Yeah, most definitely. And you guys always have great little tchotchkes that you bring along with you, too, and I see you have I, like a table load of things. I, there I do.
12: So, you know, if you would have told me 30 years ago when I started in banking I would be handing out masks, and then I would be asking you to please wear these when you come into my banking offices. I would have said... You're crazy, but yeah. today yeah. I'm handing out masks. I've got masks for you and the crew. Wispus logo masks, so yeah. wear them with pride. Come see us. At least
3: it's not ski masks. It's so not, yeah.
12: yeah, ski masks be- are still a no. They're Coming still the, a no. The ski mask
3: on is a yeah. no. You just can't. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. You got to have a limit. Yeah, yeah
12: that's that's definitely uh, the limit. Yes, uh, right. But but anyway, it's so good to be here, and uh, you know, as you said, this is our third year. Sponsoring, and you know we're proud to do that. And I have, you know, as usual, our big, our big check.
0: Yes, I love the gigantic check. Oh so my God! Tell us what you got there, Shari.
12: So today I am proud to represent WSFS Bank and all the associates uh, that really love this event. Couldn't be here today, but I'm here and I'm delivering a check for ten thousand oh, yeah. dollars from Oh! Wispis. Oh, ten
0: thousand dollars! Wow. That's massive! Excellent! Wow! And and written out in a big Wistfus check right in front of us, we love that.
3: Hey, I wanted to ask you. That's super generous. And in the commercial for Wistfus, there's a uh, there's a large building. Uh, that is that the home office? Is, is that around this area?
12: Yeah. So we are headquartered in Wilmington, Delaware, but we have a Philadelphia headquarters as well. So uh, we feature actually both of those locations in our ads. All right. So, yeah. It's an impressive 1818 uh, Market Street here in Philadelphia. So All super right. proud to be part of the the Philadelphia and, and Delaware region and and serve the community and do things like this. We've been involved in Hunger Drives in a, in a meaningful way for 17 years. Well, you definitely so.
3: stepped up with the camp out, and yeah. We, yeah. we love the
4: association. Yeah. And I just want to admit something that's uh, rather embarrassing that I learned this morning, but uh, we stand for service. That's Wispus. Yeah, we just said it. Yeah, we're, no, no, we're, I, no, no. I know, but I never realized that we stand for service. Did you already say that? Yes. Is WSFS?
0: Yes. We okay. we, we
4: we covered that.
0: You, you, know? you were going to the bathroom, right? Yeah. I think. Uh, no, I was. I was uh, getting you a, an egg sandwich. Oh, okay. Because Steve, <laughs> he got you an Steve egg asked sandwich. me directly, you know what that stands for, and I said we stand for service, man. Yes, but it actually... Okay, so. I was here for that. Hang on, Sherry. Okay.
4: I was here for that. And I did not miss that part. I understand that. But, like, it just dawned on me that... Go ahead. Please don't do that. Please don't no, do no, that. Please. No, no, no. It, it just dawned on me. Listen, I just thought it was it, a slogan, right? Oh, we stand for service. Yeah. Right. And I just realized that we stand for service is WISFIS. I mean, WISFIS actually is Wilmington.
12: Savings Fund Society. Thank
4: you. So WISFIS really
0: is. Um, now, see, I never knew that. Okay. I never knew that, that it was Wilmington.
12: Savings Fund Society. And you know what? I, I'm i loving this. You guys can keep talking about <laughs> I
7: it know. all day. I know.
0: Before, so, Whist you know what, that $10,000 is going to be what it would have cost for this commercial, right? I now. know. Anyway, it's, yeah, so. You but, found out. Yeah,
3: no, no, that no. It has, it has an actual meaning based on a corporate slogan, yeah. but it was able to be uh, uh, morphed into this other very catchy and
4: good, accurate statement about WhistFizz. Mm-hmm. Am I correct? Sure. Like, okay, so it would be kind of like if Red Robin Yum, if when you were saying Yum, it actually spelled Red Robin, and you never actually realized that. Dude, well, I hear you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah it Makes yeah. sense to me. Marissa? In case,
5: It's like the Flyers P. I was the thinking the same P. thing. Yes, I, yes, yes. 100% with you, Kate. I looked
4: at that
3: Flyers
5: logo
4: you. for years, not realizing that it was actually the letter P. Well, like
3: is, in yeah.
0: FedEx, there's an arrow. You we, know? Yeah. yeah. Is that yeah. right? We well, had
3: Zack Snyder is- on earlier this week. This could be a movie, I think.
0: <laughs> I know. Uh, but ladies and gentlemen, you were here for it. yeah. Yes. Casey discovered on air that Whiz Fiz, which is actually in the commercials, it says, says we stand for service. But, yeah, there yeah, you go. Yeah. And for anybody that is saying shut up, Casey, on the text
4: board, <laughs> enjoy your last text. You're getting blocked. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, you're not. Yeah, sure. All right. So <laughs> – uh Sherry, this uh this has been a special moment in Sherry actually thank fell you. asleep president Mothers. <laughs> I'm
12: back. All right. Well
0: uh we love our relationship with you guys. We hope it continues on for a long, long time and uh that ten thousand dollar donation means the world to us. Thank you so much.
12: You're very welcome. You guys have a great day. Good luck with the camp out. Thank Sherry Krasinski
0: yeah. righty then. Um so with that we're gonna we're gonna be moving uh guests. In and out. We actually have an in-studio guest as well. So what we do now, as per protocol, and has been at uh, Camp Out for Hunger this entire time is our staff is going to come in and clean up and wipe down everything uh, where Sherry just was because uh, that's part of what we're doing. We're making sure that everything is just so and safe and so on. But so
3: comprehensive, person yep. and I didn't realize that sandblasting was part of the regimen as well.
0: Yep, it is. You got to take the top layer off. Yes. And, uh, and get all those COVID potentials out of there. Rubbing so.
3: away and wiping off the headphones and the microphone and very cool. All
0: right, while we're waiting for our next guest, I did see this kind of interesting story. Uh, did you need to say something? something Marissa or go ahead I
5: was just going to tell you that our Zoom half of this interview is ready to go as well too.
0: Okay. Uh what do you want me to do? You want me to go ahead and give give you a little uh, give you a little segment and then let's move on to our Zoom people. Okay. So the Christmas tree at Rockefeller Center. Oh my god. Your god. Uh well no, uh, it's something other than that. Yeah. So so you guys saw the social media yesterday and it looked like the tree was messed up.
8: Yeah. Out of Charlie Brown. Christmas yeah, it comparisons. wasn't.
0: It wasn't. It's it was a social media just jumped on board. That's how it always looks as they start to set no it up. Kidding. So it was still wrapped up a little bit. There, it's all perfectly fine. So it's oh. all good. They didn't mess it up. There were there were early stories that said that the tree was all you know janky. Yeah, messed up, and because of their uh, delivering it. But I saw a story this morning that says it's fine. It's how they do it every year. It. It's just pictures were taken early and started to. Uh, circulate around social media. But what they did find... Was a baby owl living in the tree? No kidding. As they were decorating, and it's adorable. It's adorable, and it's, like it's a such a sweet one. story. Kathy, it was
3: holding the body of its dead mother. <laughs> no nope, wasn't. It, so, <laughs> it was so sweet. No, oh, owls are especially of that age. Preston are are to me. It's baby Yoda. They're so cute. Yeah, they're unbelievably cute. Well, because um, you
2: see the picture of it, and it looks like its head is so big, but then you show they showed um, the guy holding it, and uh-huh. it's like just fits in his hand. Little one tiny hand.
0: thing. It was a northern saw-wet. Wet spelled W-H-E-T. That's why I said wet. A a species of owl that typically grows to only about five inches in height. That's as big as it Uh, gets. The Grateful Dead song uh, sang a song about a saw-wet owl.
4: Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it's not just about that, but as
8: part of the lyrics. Is it going to be okay without its mother?
0: uh, That I don't know. The owl is now in the care of a wildlife center, which they said the bird will be returned to the wild once it receives a clean bill of health from a vet. Uh, Veterinary, not a... uh, Yeah, like a war veteran. (laughs) Yeah. I fought in
3: (laughs) WW1, and I know a goddamn owl when I see it. You're not
8: telling me. You're still alive? So anyhow, (laughs)
0: absolutely. Uh, So... Uh, the owl is going to be taken care of, which I thought was, uh, was kind of a, a cute little story uh, that they found it, and it's safe. And, yes, the tree is okay. I know there was a big, big uproar about, oh, my God, what did they do the tree? But it looks good. So oh, are they, they better. <laughs> All right. It's, it's a, it, you know what? We have our own tree here. Uh, do we have a tree here? We do have a tree here. Where
3: we do? is it? Yes. Yeah, so, well, they, they set it up in, in front of, uh, of the city hall. Oh. oh, I thought you'd been here at Camp Out. Me too. Oh, no. No. okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah.
0: I'd be so happy. I know. <laughs> we, we have had that in the past, but we're a little, We do have an owl, though. We're, we're a little ways off uh, from, uh, from, you know, getting ready to put up trees yeah, yeah. and so on. But anyhow. Our next guests are ready to go. One via Zoom, one in the studio. We will welcome our in-studio guest first. Uh, he has been in the camp out for Hunger a number of times. Yes. In fact, we've had him play, what was the, the game, the, the ball, uh, uh, the, the, the inflatable Bump thing? ball? Bumble? Bumble. Yeah, he did play Bombo. I believe he played. Yeah. yeah, not if you. Yes, he's not. Yes, he it. did. Mystery guest. We would like to welcome uh of the union, our good friend Mr. Sebastian hey. hey.
13: Good morning, guys. Ça va? Ça va très bien, merci. Ah, uh-huh. muy bien. Yeah. <laughs> Bibliotech. Moi <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Nick told me <laughs> Nick told me to say
0: "Ça va" and said he would respond like that. Uh,
3: Merd. No,
0: no. no. <laughs> I can I can see your French is getting much better since the yeah. last time I saw this.
8: We've really been working on is it. There a, is there a French, I mean, obviously uh, Thanksgiving's an American holiday, but is there a French version at all of something like Thanksgiving?
13: No, we don't. Uh-huh, it's we're... called
8: Good
0: Riddance. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, and we would also like to welcome via Zoom, because we keep our numbers very, very small if we are going to have a guest, it's usually just one and that is it. Uh, via Zoom, we have the union head coach, and we've had him on many times before. Mr.
5: Jim Curtin is joining yeah. us today. Hi, Jim. Good morning to you. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. Uh, Again, thanks for the support. You guys have been with the union uh, since day one. Uh, Seba, great to see you as well. And, uh, yeah, thanks for all you guys do for the Camp Out for Hunger.
0: Absolutely. Our pleasure. And uh, congrats are going out to you uh, and the team, obviously, because – Uh, the Supporter Shield. And Coach of the Year, did you receive that honor?
13: Yes, it did. Oh, my
0: God. That's awesome.
5: I have good players. Very good
0: players. That's all that is. (laughs) (laughs) Wow.
4: Uh, Well, listen, Coach, I got to thank you for your letter to the city of Philadelphia and really the the surrounding areas. But, I mean, listen, you're a Philly guy. You grew up here and you kind of understand the mentality of a Philadelphia sports fan. And your letter to them uh, just, I think, uh, just echoed for forever and ever and and i just uh, i think you you definitely have your finger on the pulse of of what is philadelphia
5: yeah look city uh, this city is uh one that you know respect isn't given it's kind of earned uh, and again we've had a, a great uh group you know you know starting back when when seba was here we laid a really strong foundation look he's a guy that they're probably going to build a statue outside of our stadium of at some point here um but yeah the players worked really hard all all season uh, like you said the, the city got behind us uh, in a unique season you know where i wish that there was uh, sellouts and, and crowd and, and fans there every day to see such a special team play um but you know we we had a really exciting team uh and for us to lift our first trophy uh you know i always stress that you know with the team uh success and, and the, the the winning of a trophy all of a sudden the individual accolades start to come so we had andre blake make goalkeeper of the year uh, a lot of individuals got recognized uh, for their work all season um, it was a really, really great year for
0: the Philadelphia Union. Hey, uh, last night we uh, and yesterday on the air, we had uh, our friend Rob McElhaney from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia on. He is uh, partnering uh, with Ryan Reynolds. I'm sure you know the news of this team in Wales. Uh, Rexler, right? Rex- Rexham. Yeah. Rexham, I'm sorry. And Nearly killed him. Uh, yes, exactly. And he was saying that he his goal is to somehow or another get the team here and have a, a match against the Union uh, down the road. Have you heard? I mean, that's... That's his idea. I didn't know if you were aware of that. He said maybe some discussions were already starting to happen with the union. Have you heard anything about that, Coach?
5: That would be that would be incredible. Obviously, Rob's done done big things. St. Joe's prep guy. Uh, we have some mutual friends. I've never actually met him, but um, you know he's he's a Philly guy as as well. And and what a cool thing to, to purchase a team overseas. And and you know it just speaks to the fact that soccer is really growing in this country. You know, Seba can tell you in France it's number one, and there's there's nothing else really. You know, um, but in America we have the challenge of you know, fitting into that those four other sports uh, that are in the city, uh, which we all love as well. But um I, I think now this city is a, a five for five city um and, and there's five big sports in this town.
3: Yeah, I mean it's an amazing thing to have witnessed over the years. Uh with you know, Sebastian earlier on or we would constantly ask the same question. How come every mom is driving their kids to play soccer and it's still not yeah. getting hold in in this country? And now, honestly, throughout the pandemic, the story to tell has been the story of the union. And then it's uh, did, you, did you ever, in your wildest imagination, I'll go to you, Sebastian, first, think you'd see it at this level?
13: Yeah, I mean, I've been in America since 13 years now. So I saw it grow. But like you say, you see every kid's playing, but after they kind of stop. But I think the mentality comes from having a team in a city like Philadelphia now since you know more than 10 years. And winning. If yeah. you win, you know, people are interested. And the fact that this year, you know, they won the Supporter Shield, it's huge, you know, for the city and for the fans. And after, it comes from, I think, the, the dads who follow soccer and they bring it to their kids. I think it's a mentality in America that it's mm-hmm. different than in Europe. But if, you know, your dad or your grandparents love a team or been to a school, you follow and you become a fan automatically. Right. And it's what will happen, I think, in this country.
0: Sebastian mentioned the the Supporter Shield and it's... Oh, my Jeez. God. Yeah, It's heavy. It's, right it's made here. of vibranium, Preston. Vibranium. Yeah, Steve, this Thinks
5: about 50 pounds. This has say. to weigh 50
0: pounds. <laughs> oh my God, this is huge. And and I think somebody left it in their car overnight because it's freezing cold <laughs>
5: too.
0: Um, uh, Sebastian, can you explain for those who do not know what the Supporters' Shield is? I mean, the season's not over, and you've, you've already
13: received this prestigious award. What does this mean? So this means in Europe, you know, the regular season is very important. If you are the best in the regular season, you already have a reward to be the best in the country. There is no playoff. So in America, they try to have the supportership because they still the playoff, who's going to start, uh, you know, right now, this, this weekend on Friday, but for the Union on Tuesday. So the best team in a regular season at the point level win the supportership. And this year, the Union was the best team, who has the most point after each game they played. So wow. they won the title.
0: All right. And, and Coach, this is, this is an award for the fans also. Is that the way I understand it?
5: Yeah, um, look, the fans are the lifeblood of our, our sport. Uh, you guys know how passionate uh, soccer fans are. Uh, and like Se- Sebastian said, uh, it just keeps growing and growing in this country. The money that's coming in, the, the fact that you can turn on the TV in the morning and watch the English League, the Bundesliga, MLS, you know, all, all day long. Um, it, it's grown more than I ever thought it would in my lifetime. Um, but it goes back to the fans. They're the most important thing that our sport has. So um, they actually get ownership of that shield. Uh, they're responsible for it uh, for the entire year. Uh, and when the next season comes, uh, the union now will be responsible for handing it off to the, the next winner. And our goal is to obviously keep it with us for, yeah. for next season. But it's a pretty cool tradition. Um, it, it recognizes just how important the fans are to our game. Uh, and like Sebastian said, in Europe, this is the the end of the year. When, whoever has the most points at the end, there are no playoffs and you're the champion. So this is a, a big step for us and a real honor.
4: Wow. Uh, coach, I assume that this is the case all across the country for the MLS, but um Here in Philadelphia and the surrounding areas, you guys have really ingrained yourself. And you're talking about, like, um, getting the kids started early, right? And uh, all of my kids played soccer. And a, a number of times I would see... Philadelphia union uh, players, trainers, and all sorts of people at our practices. And you would have, uh, you know, set up these clinics. And so, you know, my kids all played in the, you know, Marple Newtown uh, area. But you guys did it all over the area. And I don't know if that is the case with all of MLS or if that's just a union thing. But it's a great way to really promote the sport.
5: Yeah, I, I agree. Our, our players are very accessible. Uh, you know, if, if you saw Sebastian in a in a restaurant or bar, he'd probably buy you a beer and have a discussion with you. You know, they're they're that uh, that open to just talking. So I think, you know, sometimes in uh, in, in the NFL or NBA, the, the maybe the amount of the money the guys make or whatever it might be, they're uh, I'll just say they're less easy to, to talk to and, and less uh, less know, accessible,
3: accessible, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah
5: for sure. Um, But our guys are really down to earth. They will do a clinic with young kids. I think part of it is we know we still need to grow the game of soccer in this country, and we're working for that. Um, But, again, it comes down to their – they're humble guys. Um, they're incredible athletes. You know, they gosh, they run 10 to 12 miles a game, uh, you know, at a high speed. So they're they're peak athletes, and uh, yeah, I think it's getting more and more respect uh, as the years go by for sure.
0: I'm just happy to know that the drinks are on Sebastian now. That's, That's right. right. Yeah. Anytime that uh, Sorry, we seven. see him. Sorry right. about that, buddy. Yeah. It's
13: okay. Anytime, guys. Yeah.
8: <laughs> Coach, can you talk a little bit about the, uh, the local connection? I know you guys had, what, five guys born and bred in Philadelphia on the team this year?
13: Yeah,
5: for those that might not know, we have a a youth academy that's up in in Wayne. And, you know, we have we believe in a real holistic approach. You know, look, not every kid that goes to the the Philadelphia Union School uh, YSC Academy is going to become a pro player. You know, it's a very small percentage, honestly. Um, But, you know, for the ones that don't make it, they're set up um, you know in the environment that the school creates. So uh, we have kids now. I think there's eight or nine of them that are on the first team. Uh, and they're from here in the city of Philadelphia. So they've been with us now since they're 8, nine, ten years old wow. uh, in our system. And you can imagine culturally um, it, it really makes us strong because they know exactly what a Philadelphia Union type of player looks like. They've been in our system, and they know our style of play. Uh, and, and maybe most importantly, they come from great families, and, and their parents raised them well. So they're, they're, they're local kids that I think our, our city can get behind and embrace. And I think we all know Philadelphia is a very – We'll just say parochial school. We love our own, uh, mm-hmm. and we really embrace our own. So it's a, it's a cool thing to see those guys you know, develop and come through our youth academy and now be playing uh, and winning awards in MLS, which is, is something that uh, we're very proud of at the Philadelphia Union. So do you think any
4: of those players uh, cut class to come to the camp out for hunger like you did when you were in high school?
5: Uh, you got me in trouble, man. They actually closed <laughs> my high school down yesterday. It's kind of I a sad know. day for Bishop McDevitt High School. But, uh yeah, I'm yeah, um, – Look, we had, gosh, our, one of our top players, Brendan Aronson, who just got sold to Europe. Um, th- this will be his last season with the Union for almost $10 million. Um, wow. He literally had his, his senior prom after our game against Atlanta, which is, like, <laughs> mind-blowing to people. You know, we, we play a game, and this kid's literally walking off to do his senior prom. Wow. You're just thinking about the things we were doing in high school, and I'll just say it wasn't. <laughs> wasn't playing professional soccer and, and getting sold for uh, $10 million to a team in Europe. <laughs>
3: well, it's a, it's an exciting story to tell, and you guys are, are reaping the awards of, of, of all the efforts. It's great to see it.
0: Yeah, uh, excellent. And uh, Sebastian, uh, how, how's how's life? How you doing, man? Everything good?
13: It's been great. I'm Beautiful sun coming here this morning. I, I, I can't live better in America, especially in Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> and listen, you're a you're a broadcaster now. You're you're one of us. I, I'm one of you. I don't speak as well as you. I'm trying. You know, every time you are like working on my English to have my still my French accent. But oh, you don't you, follow. Our lead. You, you, you do it so much better, especially Steve too. <laughs> yeah, you don't do follow. Our lead. Lead. Yeah, yeah. You'll learn. You'll learn horrible <laughs> English, but. Uh, that's cool. Do you enjoy it? No, I do. It's uh, it's great. I especially like having a team like this year who play so well. It's make my job so easy. I'm like just saying positive thing about all what Jim is doing with his team and winning. So excellent. It's, it's very easy.
0: Here we actually we we love your accent, uh, Sebastian. Actually, so uh, we're gonna have Marissa hand you uh, some lyrics from a song, if you wouldn't mind reading this. <laughs>
14: just the
4: first two. Paragraphs. Of course.
0: Just course. Yeah, just the first uh, uh, couple of paragraphs here, and uh, and it just gives us a, a flavor. I I think that we could hand him anything. Yes. No, And it would it, even if it was the most disgusting stuff, it would sound sexy coming out of his mouth. So what you got there? What? So
13: just reading, right? Yeah, yeah. just reading. Just reading. Yeah. All right. So here's a come, yo. Here's a come. Here's a come, yo. Here's a come. This or that? 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 This or <laughs> that? This election. or that? This or that? Yeah. Oh! Ah. Nice.
4: Coach got it! Yeah. Coach got it! <laughs> what would you say, Coach? Black sheep, yes.
0: Black sheep, That's my yes. Eighth grade dance. Man. That's
5: my eighth grade dance. Well, that is eighth grade dance. Yeah.
0: I love it. Well, congratulations on the success so far, and uh, let's keep uh, let's keep the momentum going. It's great to have you guys, and thanks for joining us. Yes, Marissa.
15: Just really quickly, I
5: have to say thank you to Matt from the Sons of Ben. He is pretty much the keeper of the shield, Ooh. Uh, so he's the one who brought it Good
3: hands, here. Yes. So Thank you
5: to the Sons of Ben for that. And, a, and well. a
3: nice charcuterie display on it this morning. So
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Ooh, those are my Thanksgiving
2: plans now. Uh,
0: thank you you, Coach Jim Curtin, Sebastian. Yeah. Thank you.
5: Well you, you Thank you so much, guys. Thanks for having us, and thanks for the great work you guys do at the Camp Out for
0: Hunger. You bet. Anytime, guys. Thanks. Uh, all right. So uh, we're going to have to move them along, and I think, Marissa, are we going to yeah. bring in another uh, guest to do this? Okay. So we'll We'll get somebody else on board. I do want to mention, while we're getting ready, the list of things that we do have it, c- coming up on the program. Uh, John Bon Jovi is going to be joining us later today. Uh, Michael Giacchino and Brad Bird, director of uh, Ratatouille and Incredibles and Iron Giant, Tomorrowland will be on the program. Three Oscars among those guys. <laughs> Brent Smith of Shinedown actually going to be uh, ha- has recorded a couple of songs specifically for this uh, for the, the the radio station this event. So we're going to get to play that and talk to Brent a little bit later on this morning too. Uh, and if you missed it last night, we had a lengthy discussion with both uh, Rob and and uh, Caitlin Olson and that is available on our Instagram live or Instagram account if you want to go watch it. it's archived. I started to watch it. The the uh, our audio at the beginning is terrible. You can't hear it. I think the the microphone was covered up. It, it was. I mean, so we're new to this yeah. at least on that level and, and and
3: obviously we're handling a lot more people conversing, but we nailed it by the last 3% of the... No, yeah. about uh, 10% into it. We fixed it, and
0: everything was good. But we had a great time it talking great. to those guys last night, so it was part of uh, Camp Out After Dark. Uh, so you can watch that if you like. Is there something you're going to okay, so? ask, Case?
4: You know, I just wanted to sing a song real quick uh, and explain why, but uh, <clears throat> it's kind of like a... a is it called a clarion call, Steve? Yeah. When I,
3: I haven't heard what you're going to sing, but...
4: Uh, you did. I told you about it last night. Do you want to harmonize with me? Oh, yes. I do understand. All right. That. You okay. ready? Oh, yeah. Three, two, one. Safe light repair. Safe light replace. I cracked my... Oh! Win- <laughs> I cracked my windshield last night on my way back here to uh, to camp out for hunger. It was about a, an inch and a half crack. It is now spiderwebbed and is basically the entire bottom oh, of the windshield. Oh, you're kidding! Oh, yeah. man, that sucks. When what you a get total get that bummer. Thing. And um, so do they come to they will come here to come here.
3: So while your daughter is in her ballet class, like in the commercial, (laughs) they'll replace the windshield. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) so, yeah, I mean, that, you know, it's it sucks. Sometimes you'll get a nick and it will just stay that way. And Nick, Nick turned around. It was adorable. Um, but uh, uh, And and then sometimes you get those ones that just immediately do that spider web thing,
8: Case. Yeah. So you got that going on. It and it was like no, mine. A...
2: It shot. Remember, mine shot directly. Acro- we watched it grow across yeah. the windshield.
8: There's a local version of the Safe Light Auto Glass uh, repair uh, jingle, Casey. I don't know if you know that Is one. it
2: like Main Light Auto Glass. <laughs>
7: main
8: Light <laughs> Repair. <laughs> That's
6: exactly
7: He's, how it comes How about okay. this?
8: How about... Anyone who'll do it for free, yes. please come here now. I believe the mainline autoglass, Steve, they are they're huge fans of the show, and I know that they have a jingle.
2: <laughs> yeah, he's the one that did mine. Yeah, he
8: was he good? Will he do it on the cheap?
2: <laughs> yes, he was very good. Case, I guarantee you he's listening and right. he's gonna contact you in I'm a not looking for free, I'm looking for convenience. <laughs> <laughs> But you wouldn't
3: sneeze if there was a minimum price reduction.
7: <laughs> Not at but all. That might be payola.
3: So I don't want to do that. I hey, will pay for hey price. Hey guys, we all insurance... take cash under the counter for commercials. Yeah. Oh, should I have said that out loud? Mm.
2: <laughs> guys, insurance pays for it, so it's fine. It's only like a hundred dollar deductible.
3: Oh,
0: Kathy wait, comes wait, through. Wait, 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 wait. Was that you trying to sing? That's yes. terrible. <laughs> <laughs> She's a dancer. My
2: my windshield
4: actually. I
0: mean, just cracked More Kathy. You might have thought she was opening
4: a squeaky door. <laughs> <laughs> now my now my okay. car is completely undrivable, Kath. Thank you.
0: <laughs> All right. uh, we need to move on because we have another guest who's here. We have a lot of guests on the program today, and this concerns a donation. So we are happy to welcome from Monster Pets. This is Susan Zorn. Yes!
11: Good morning, good morning, guys. Thank you so much for having me. Nice to see
0: you, Susan. <laughs> nice so, to see you too. Monster Pets. So that means if we want to get a dragon or a gargoyle or a little, we'll
11: Brennan. try to get you whatever you you want. Little Monster
0: Pets. <laughs> no. Um. We thank you for being here this morning. Thank Thank you. Thank and you. Uh, happy that you are, you know, coming on board with the camp out for Hunger.
11: Happy to be um, a part of it. For those who
0: aren't familiar with Monster Pack, can you tell us a little bit about the, uh, the company?
11: Yeah, so we've been serving the community for 20 years in Philadelphia. We started small. Uh, we are family-owned, um, and we're just super happy to be a part of this this year.
3: Well, I've, I've been out a couple times. I did yes. the, uh, a couple videos yes. for you guys. You have a
11: kick-ass
3: <laughs> new aquarium section, pressed. I don't know if you're ever into fish. But I was,
0: and then I wasn't.
3: This but might get you yes. back into it okay. because they have just some incredible stuff over there. But they're a, a comprehensive pet supply place, quality stuff. You know, whatever you're into, uh, the, the stuff is laid out. It's easy to get to. It's not a, a maze and a morass where you get lost. And the staff is really great. My times over there have been really cool. So, And the fact that you guys have been up and running, you know, because everyone, obviously, this has been, we talked about how crazy everything has been. But fortunately you've been going and going strong. So and I we I have. knew eventually we'd see you out at the camp out. So we this have. Is awesome.
11: We have. It's been a tough year, but we're all getting through it. Um you know, <laughs> it's been an interesting year, to say the least. Right. Uh, we are very, very busy, uh, which is great. Um, so we're really, really happy that we're able to do this this year. Well, and, yeah, and,
0: and, and right now, with this year, companion animals are, that's something you can count Use. on and Use. need more, yeah. you know, more than ever, especially if you're at home all the time. A, a yes. lot
3: of the, you know, we we know at at, at the shelters, um, hopefully no-kill shelters, yes. have, <laughs> have been uh, clearing the shelves, and people have been doing this, and with that comes... If you want quality stuff, you know, you obviously have this animal that you love, quality food and quality stuff. You can find it at Monster Pets.
11: Yep, you sure can. Excellent. And you
0: have, uh, you you wanted to bring by a donation on behalf of uh, Monster Pets this morning.
11: Yes, we would like to donate um, $5,260. Whoa! Uh, (laughs) Thank you. Thank you again for allowing us to be a part of it.
0: $5,260. That's excellent. Yeah. That's an important
11: number,
3: Preston. That's the year. That somebody was born. Yes. It was. It
11: was, absolutely. Yeah. It was, maybe even two people.
0: Uh, <laughs> no, that's wonderful. How, did Was this... Um is this, did you guys uh, solicit for donations, and, and the customers helped out as
11: well? We did. Um, our good customers, you know, helped out. We have posters everywhere, um, and then... People uh, stepped up. They absolutely did. That's great. Even in hard times, so it's yeah. pretty impressive.
0: Yeah. If people want to get in touch, if they need some information, they're looking for grooming, companion animals, whatever it may be, what's the best way to reach out to Monster Pets?
11: Uh, you can call us uh, at the store. You okay. can go to our Facebook page. We have a lot of followers there, or you can go to our website at monsterpetsonline.com. Okay,
0: excellent. Well, thank you so
11: much thank for you your guys. generous donation. Yeah.
0: Thank was
11: awesome. you. <clears throat> Susan, you're the best. <laughs> All right, now. We're so-
0: shockingly on time. How the hell did that happen? I don't know. So I want to go ahead and take a break and come back. We're going to get into the bizarre file when we return. I think we might have G and JVR and yeah, they uh, got to be at eight. So we'll do them in the next break and Scotty when we get back. So we'll talk to those guys and maybe some uh, some other guests as well. We'll be back in a second. out for Hunger on ninety three three
1: Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger, live from inside the Bimbo Bakery's USA broadcast tent on 93.3 WMMR. Sponsored by Comcast Business. Bounce forward. And now, back to Camp Out for Hunger. I'll just do a live check on air here.
0: Are we going to do the Bizarre File first, or are we going to talk to our guests first?
8: Nick, do you have any idea? Well, uh, the guys are ready to go, so um, it's up to you, Preston. If you want to do a
0: quick B-file, we could then go to them. Uh, I don't know. Marissa just pointed downward, and she's suggesting something and looking at Casey, and Casey's looking at his phone.
4: I, I responded to her, uh, to her text message. Mike Comstock says, I got all the Flyers, guys. Uh, time to
0: them. I don't know what that... Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> uh, can I crochet I think we that? To, I think we ought to talk to the yeah, guys. I would go point. to them. Yeah, we're, we're, we're going to do that. So we're doing this uh, via Zoom, and we have uh, three of our favorites on the line and ready to go. And over the years have shown their unwavering support for this particular event. We're obviously doing it in a different way, uh, so I'm going to... Tell you the three guys who are on the line, then we'll go to them one at a time and check in with everybody and see how they're doing. So please, welcome to our program via Zoom, Claude Giroux, James Van Reemsdijk, and Scotty Hartnell. And here they are. So we'll (laughs) we'll start with G. Yo, G, how you doing, man? Good, good. How about you guys? Wonderful. I want to find out where everybody is today. Where are you doing your Zoom broadcast from?
16: Yeah, so I'm in Ottawa. I've been here since uh since playoff is over, so i uh, kind of enjoying uh, some family time here.
0: Okay, Kathy, you had a question? Yes,
2: yeah, speaking of family time, I saw a little baby at the back door. I guess you shut the doors <laughs> so they wouldn't come in. <laughs> and the baby was standing up against the glass door. Yeah,
16: yeah, he wants to come in, but... You can bring him in. It he was in. so sure. cute. He'll come
3: in. He'll I come mean, in. maybe he needs a little breastfeeding. Are you equipped to do oh.
8: that, <laughs> Claude? I saw. Yeah, keep
16: I keep saw on also. your Instagram
8: a on your Instagram yesterday or the day before. You guys were outside playing hockey, and I don't know how old he is at this point, but you have a cool basketball court in your backyard. There he is. He's up against the window right Aww. now. Oh my gosh, he's adorable. <laughs> oh, that's Let that's so Funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Claude, that's oh, great.
17: God.
6: Oh, my look at him. So cute. <laughs>
17: oh my
0: God! What's it? What's his name, Claude? It's Gavin. Oh yeah, my God! Good name. Little, uh, Do you call him Little G? Ah, uh, no, actually I don't.
16: But uh, <laughs> <laughs> planning on. Are, are, are you in
3: Gavin's room? Because it looks like he's got some books and stuff. And
16: no, no, we're in the office. He uh, he kind of took over the whole house.
18: Yeah, <laughs> like, uh, like his
0: room. So yeah, they have a way of doing what kind that.
18: Of business? What kind of business are you involved with, G, in your office? Kind of <laughs> <laughs> All right, well then, then we'll That's go right. good question, Scotty.
0: We'll, we'll go to Scott Hartnell, who is on the line as yeah.
18: well. Barty, how you doing, man? I'm great, thanks. How are you guys?
0: Wonderful, and and where are you? Just so we have clarification on where everybody's doing their little show from this morning.
18: I am in Haddonfield, so not too far from you guys, and are uh, just enjoying a nice uh, crisp morning here.
0: Yeah, exactly. And uh, and you've got uh, you've got a little one running around somewhere. Do you have one or two kids? I've I've forgotten. I've, it's hard to keep track. I, Everybody is having kids now.
18: I got two. I got a two and a half and a six month old. So right at the Ooh. beginning of quarantine, we had a. Uh, baby girl, so it was uh, very interesting uh, going to a hospital with uh, with all this stuff going on. But uh, it ended up being uh, just a great uh, great experience and bring a little uh, girl into this world. So well, awesome. you know,
3: down the line, there'll be one of that collective of of people who, are, as adults, can look back and say, "Yeah, we were pandemic babies." So yeah. it's, it's a yeah, club. exactly, yeah.
0: yeah, nice. And uh, how have you been enjoying? Uh, are are you getting more comfortable on uh, on television, Scott, since you started doing that with NHL Network a while back?
18: uh a little bit you know you still the nerves get there the first you know couple answers uh you're just trying to uh, get the words out of your mouth with uh still having marbles in there i guess but, uh no it's been it's been fun it's been uh you know I feel more comfortable but it's it's still uh you get those nerves uh definitely nothing like playing hockey though it's uh hockey's your second nature as uh the two other guys on here can say but when you get in front of a Uh, camera, your suit on and stuff, you get a little uh, little nervous when you want to sound smart and uh, you're not sure if you can get the words out properly. (laughs) Well, uh,
3: if I can give you some advice, just make up stuff, but do it with
0: authority. And that'll work. Exactly. Uh, that's what we perfect, do. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. That's why
18: you guys have been doing this for 30 years. Absolutely. <laughs> There's a lot of
0: guys uh, that, that, that do get into it, and, and they either make it or they don't. You know, Bush has done great. Uh, I was like, I, Chris Terrian, I think, does a, a great job as well. Uh, have, you, have you checked back with any old friends as you got started on that with some advice on how to go from player to broadcaster?
18: Uh, yeah brian boucher he's a he's a good friend obviously a, a very funny guy but you know him on the nbc broadcast he, he's he does an amazing job and just kind of talking with him how he prepares things like that so just uh, little tidbits from from different guys that have played with that have gone into broadcasting uh, jody shelley as well he's uh, a good ear to uh, to listen to so um you know it's nice to have uh, some good friends in the game that uh, that'll help the transition after and you know these these two other donkeys here in the line uh, that will be uh, able to help them if they want to get into it as well. So it's uh, you kind of do it full circle.
4: Hey, who do you think is more well informed about the league, the players, the coaches, and and uh, tendencies or whatever? Do you think it is a broadcaster or do you think it's the players? Because you guys have to do your homework.
18: Uh yeah, it's you know you, you got to know what you're talking about, right? And we've been playing hockey since uh, as far as you can remember when you, uh, you're two years old, you got skates on and. Um, so it's all we really know. So you can basically analyze any play that comes at you, right? And, and uh, uh, with ease. So it, it's it's a, a smooth transition. It's been a lot of fun, and uh, you know some nerves, uh, you know, throughout there as well.
0: All right. Well, let's uh, let's check in with our third partner here in this uh, little Zoom hookup. We have uh, James Van Reams, right? JVR. Yeah. Good to talk to you. And and where are you currently? We'll start with that as well.
17: I'm out in uh, Minnesota right now, so definitely uh, fighting some uh, wintry, frosty conditions over the last few weeks. We've had a bunch of snow and stuff like that, but uh, it's been nice to be hunkered down here uh, with the family, and uh, we just moved into uh, our uh, new place uh, basically right before I left to go back to the bubble, so it's been nice to just get things all sorted out and organized here. And, uh obviously getting ready to go for the season
0: big year for you you uh you know i mean as far as uh facing adversity and, and having uh monumental things happen in your life you know you you had, had the the injury with your finger and uh that that knocked you out for a bit you guys like uh scott you guys had a a baby uh this year as well your first so uh has how, how has 2020 been for you man
17: yeah, it's been uh, obviously upside down uh, in that sense, a lot of big uh, life events and mixed in with a pandemic here. So, uh, again, I think for me, just being able to be a little bit more present uh, going through all these things was uh, was definitely really nice um, to have. Obviously, we're in the midst of a, of a pandemic, but the, as far as being around to see all these little events and uh, be here for the big, big sort of life things that maybe, again, if uh, we're in the playoffs, you never know uh, – if you're able to sneak off and be there for these certain things. So that's been really nice, I think, to be around for these uh, fun moments with the family and uh, our new daughter.
8: I think it's really cool that uh, you guys are taking the time to be on with us this morning, and, and it's easier than it has been in years past. I believe it was a decade ago this week that we actually flew Scott Hartnell and Claude Drew <laughs> to the camp out for hunger back when we used to do it in Plymouth meeting. And, uh, gee, I've never seen a green person before, but when you got out of that helicopter <laughs> – you were looking pretty green. I know
16: uh, it wasn't uh, wasn't a fun ride, that's for sure. But, uh, it was better than, than driving an hour and a half. think yeah, I remember the last uh, next day. Lavi Lavi was a coach, and he came up to me in Heartsea, and he was very upset that he didn't get the uh, helicopter ride.
18: Yeah, we made him drive they, out. They... And the thing is, they found the smallest helicopter ever to
0: fly us out there too. So there's <laughs> <laughs> well, nothing but the smallest for you guys. It's yeah. all we could afford. There we go. Yeah. yeah. Perfect.
18: Perfect.
0: Uh, hey, uh, G. What is um, you know the upcoming season? And from what I understand, and listen, I'm I'm not as nearly plugged in as as most broadcasters are, or or the uh, the people in the in the hockey community. Uh, but this season, Canadian teams, American teams. um... I think they're going to keep the Canadian teams in in Canada play, American teams in in America to play. Uh, what does that mean for you traveling between the two countries with restrictions and stuff like that?
16: Yeah, there's a lot of things to figure to figure it out. Um, it's uh, it's a little uh, it's a little messed up, but um, you know for us we're we're ready to play. We want to play, and um, you know it should be uh, should be different uh, than the bubble that we played in the playoffs, but uh, it should be fun. So they,
0: you're still kind of waiting to find out what it's all about then, too, I guess.
16: Yeah, there's a lot of things okay. being worked out right now. And, uh, but uh, hopefully we get to, uh, to put this case back on and uh, start playing it. Yep.
3: We've heard word of a uh, cross-border tunnel that the NHL, NHL is working <laughs> for. So we'll, we'll see if that pans out. <laughs> I, but I it, it's got to be weird to have that complication,
8: right, about the restrictions and the uh, it, it, it's weird. I'm sorry, Nicky. No, no, no. I was just going to say, I, I don't know how it was for you guys as players, but as a fan, I loved the bubble. The NHL pulled it off really well. Um, it must have been difficult being away from your families for as long as you were. But uh, from a hockey-watching uh, perspective, it was great hockey, and uh, and they did it flawlessly. There were no infections. The, the COVID was kept at bay. And so um, just from, from our perspective, it was pretty great. How was it for you, Claude, and for you, JVR? Well, it wasn't. It
16: wasn't too bad. I mean, uh, we're taking care of pretty good over there in the bubble. But uh, I mean, uh, you miss you miss your family. I haven't have to my kid for a couple months. It's uh, uh it's not uh, very pleasant. So, um, but uh, yeah, the experience was uh, was unique. Let's put it that way.
3: It's interesting because honestly, we we talked about the. Um with everything that when it first started breaking and it seems like it was nine years ago when we first heard coronavirus and all that stuff. And, uh, you know, everyone immediately said, okay, well, uh, well, with sports coming back online, um, it, it's going to be a distraction. It's going to be something that people can look forward to. Did you feel the extra weight of that on you when, uh, when you guys started to get back and start, uh, you know, hitting the ice and, and prepping for the games?
17: Yeah. You know what? It was a, a different, uh, we obviously had that, that kind of uh, that, that different degree of excitement and sort of butterflies. Obviously, we all love uh, what we do, and we take a lot of pride in um, and playing the game and playing it at a high level. So, again, obviously, we realized the state of uh, not only the country, but uh, a lot of places in the world and what was going on. So, obviously, to have uh, a little bit of a degree of an outlet for uh, people, again, obviously, we know sports brings people together, and... Um, Kind of again gives you a little relief uh, for a little bit when they, when, pe- when people are watching their favorite teams. So I think again there was obviously you, you realize that some of that early on. But that being said, I think again even stuff like having no fans. I think once we got into the games, like you, you didn't really even notice it as much as you would think you would. So uh, let me ask
3: you again, Jimmy, just quickly with with the with the testing and being in the bubble, how what kind of testing are you? Do they have? Did they have you doing what kind of testing? Will you be getting when you go back? Because I know they're they're on you guys like white on rice. Uh, you know, is it is it the na- nasal swab or what are they doing?
17: Yeah, that's what we did in the bubble. We did uh, the nasal swab every single day. So again, they had a pretty uh, smooth process for us, and each team had a time every day where they'd go in and you'd go in and out and get your test done. I think, uh, I again, I don't know what the plan is yet for uh, for next year and stuff like that. I know obviously there's some more rapid testing with. Uh, you get your results obviously a little bit quicker now. Um, so I don't know if that's going to be factored in, but, um, yeah, I'm sure, again, over the next uh, couple weeks here, uh, we'll figure out uh, all that stuff. They're
3: talking about a 10-second test where you get the results and they use a rectal turkey baster. Oh, so God. that uh, that should be... <laughs> so
6: much. But
0: you have to volunteer for that. <laughs> you have to volunteer for that. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, listen, un- under normal circumstances, and you've done this year after year, you guys would be here with us in person in a big tent. Lots of listeners able to take pictures yeah. and, and, uh, and you know, we would require donations for come down to be a part of it. Cause that's what this all comes down to is to try to get people to donate, uh, for camp out for hunger. But, we're doing it in a different way this year. It's mainly just us here. People can drive by and drop things off. We don't really have any face-to-face contact. But we still wanted to reach out to our friends who have been supportive over the years, like you guys, uh, to help get the word out uh, to your fan base to maybe do it online at WMMR.com or through com. So uh, it's great that you guys uh, agreed to do this uh, with us. Don't get used to it, though, because when things go back to normal, we're going to have to ask you yes. to come back down here in person. So, uh, But you guys perfect. are – perfect. You, you guys have always, shop
19: already.
0: yeah. You guys have always been great, and uh, and and we appreciate it. And so uh, we have, as of now, uh, Claude looking at the season starting January first. That's the, the the tentative date that they have set. As of right now, yeah. Okay, and you feel pretty uh, confident that that things will roll out that way? Uh yeah. I mean, I hope so. so yeah. I- yeah. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, guys. I hate to keep this short, but we have we got so many people coming by today. We just want to thank you uh, for your continued support uh, on behalf of the Flyers organization and uh, and the city loves you. So, thanks a bunch, man. We appreciate it. Thank Thank you, you, guys. guys. You're awesome. Yeah. All right. We'll see you guys, JVR, G, and Scott Hartnell on the program. Uh, That little bit.
3: That little. Boy is so cute! Oh my God! He's, Look, oh he's my so God! He's at the
0: door. He wants so badly to be in with his dad. I know, I know. And it's great that we can have. We were listen. We were just all over the place, uh, location wise. to yeah. Get those three together, and to be able to do that, I love the fact that we're able to pull that off.
3: Actually, the three of them are in our RV right now, Preston <laughs> uh, and uh, Theater of the Mind. I'm
0: sorry. Okay.
3: But uh, no. Yeah, it's great. It's unbelievable hey, that you, we Claude. have this option. Take I, care. We need, six,
0: we need to do the bizarre file, so uh, let's go ahead and fire that up right now. Here we go.
1: Oh. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre File. All right, we're going to do a quickie because
0: it's already 8.20 almost. Uh, Brought to you by Robbins Diamonds, tax-free Delaware with thousands of rings and self-serve cases and absolutely no sales tax. First, the 8% tax in Philly. Robbins, Delaware Diamonds. Well, snake wranglers called to deal with a deadly reptile that had taken up residence in an elderly woman's garden. were stunned to discover that it had taken something of a of a fancy to her garden hose. Ugh. The male eastern brown snake must have been confused, said the snake catcher, after finding another snake near a long rubber hose and getting the two mixed up. A representative from Sunshine Coast Snake Catcher said, when we arrived at a call for a big brown snake, Richie, the tech, straight away spotted a healthy eastern brown snake, mating with the garden hose. Preston, this is like the old joke of the cross-eyed snake that married a rope. It's it's exactly that old thing and the fact that he's, he's having sex with a hose. Yep. Uh, at a closer look, they continued saying, we found a darker eastern brown snake next to it and he must have been confused with the garden hose being right next to them. A video shows a snake catcher entering the woman's garden before cracking up when he realized what he had found. Oh, yeah. The snake, oh, yeah. the snake oh, yeah. uh, they caught was quite a large example at a shade over five feet long Although some eastern brown snakes have been known to reach seven feet in length, but it was... The snake must go. I like them quiet. <laughs> a hospital consultant whose twins were delivered prematurely while she was in a coma oh, with COVID-19 wow. has said it's amazing that they survived. Uh, so the woman's name is uh, Perpetual Yuke. perpetual uke? Yep. A rheumatology consultant at Birmingham City Hospital in England fell ill with flu-like symptoms in late March. She was taken to the city's Queen Elizabeth Hospital, ended up on a ventilator in an induced coma and her babies were born by cesarean section. When she came out of the coma, she thought they hadn't survived. She said I was pregnant at 24 to 25 weeks at that stage and by the time I woke up, I was so disoriented and I thought I lost my pregnancy because I couldn't see my baby bump anymore and I was really worried. Palmer, a girl, and Pascal, a boy, were born on the 10th of April at just 26 weeks old. So they were premature. They had to be placed in incubators on the Specialist Neonatal Intensive Care Unit. Uh, Miss Uke spent another 16 days on the critical care unit before eventually meeting them. Her husband, Matthew, was not only worried for his wife's life, but also for caring for premature twins and their older children. But Mrs. Yuke. And the twins did leave the hospital to claps from the staff, and they are all reco- recovering well at home. So.
3: That's unbelievable! You you
0: come out of the coma and <laughs> yep. you got a family. Yep, exactly. One last story, and you you really need to see the visual to get a, a feel for this. But police in Florida say that a man from Lakeland is facing a grand theft charge after troopers say he found he loaded a downed utility pole <laughs> onto the roof of his car. You got to see it, and drove it to a recycling facility. Uh, Florida Highway Patrol troopers say that they were called after the report of a the theft. They were told the driver had loaded a downed pole onto a small sedan and then drove it to a recycling facility. It's huge. It's like 60 feet. Yes. Long. And uh, where he was turned away for not having the proper documentation for the equipment. Now, troopers say that they found the driver, Douglas Hately, nearby, recovered the utility pole, and arrested him, and he faces multiple charges in that. And there you go. We're going to wrap it up. That is what I have in the bizarre file for you. We have a cavalcade of guests are going to be joining us. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a moment. I believe Brent Smith of Down will be joining us yep. uh, shortly after that. Michael Giacchino and director Brad Bird. We have John Bon Jovi. We have uh, the gang of nothing but thieves. We have Aaron... O- we have a lot going on. Yeah. We're going to take a break, and we'll Be right back. Camp out for Hunger on MMR. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. Snazzy.
3: Steven Singer's Real Expert Jewelers are available for virtual and in-store appointments. Real diamonds, real experts, real people. It's easy to go to IHStevenSinger.com.
0: It's always been Acme's goal to make sure that football fans have everything they need to cheer on the Eagles. And today, that goal is no different. No matter what game days look like this year, they'll be there to help you kick off, cheer from your favorite seat, and host like a pro with all the snacks, party trays, and game day foods you know and love. Acme, the official... official... Official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles.
1: Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. I also
0: want to thank real quick Cinch uh, Propane Home Delivery, uh, proud sponsor Camp Over Hunger and provider of the propane. We can't do it without. Actually, the forklifts run on propane. Yeah, everything a lot out of there don't know that. You know, there's a big uh, tank on the back. Yeah, that's, that's what doesn't take gasoline; takes propane. So we thank those guys, and they also set up the patio heaters to keep the staff and volunteers warm throughout the week because it's been cold, man. Yesterday and today, go to cinch.com and learn how you can have propane delivered right to your doorstep this holiday season. Cinch.com. We are excited to have our next guest on the show this morning. Uh, he is. Is champion of Rocktober madness. Yes. Uh, yes. I mean, beat out Pink Floyd and Rush and Van Halen and and, uh, and was incredibly humble about it. Very much so. Yeah. He's a great guy. Casey was just talking to him. From Shine Down, please welcome Brent Smith to the yeah. show. Yeah. What's up, Brent?
19: What's going on, y'all? <laughs> hey, thanks What's for happening?
0: Thanks for coming on, man. We appreciate you checking in this morning.
19: I just want to let all the guys and girls know in uh, Philly that uh, all of us in Shinedown and uh, all of our families, we're thinking about everybody. We love you guys and girls very, very much. Happy to be on the show this morning. Oh,
0: thank you, man. And we, uh, we, we know we have some exclusive music, and we're working on getting that here. We are going to play it at some point. I know we've had some uh, back and forth with uh, technology. But um, I believe is one of these songs you guys have never performed in an acoustic way. Is that correct?
19: Yeah, it was so funny because we're in uh, Charleston, South Carolina right now, and we're building a brand new studio. And, of course, yesterday when I needed the Internet to work, me and Eric were putting these songs together and doing the audio. The Internet decides to like completely shut off on us. So we were putting all this together uh, until about four o'clock this morning. And then we got it sent over, and then Eric finally was able to go to sleep for a minute, and he forgot that he had put a password protection on the dropbox link. Uh-uh. So I got to wait for him to wake up so I can pull the password <laughs> off of it. But, yeah, it was kind of comical this morning. But we did uh, we, we did two songs. We did Alice Falls, um, which we don't have a, uh, a known um, acoustic version of that. Um, so it's special just for Philly. And then for the first time ever... We did an acoustic version of Monsters. Wow. You guys would be the, the first ones that have an acoustic version uh, live I love it of, uh, of Monsters.
0: And I, I, I love that song. And it, you know what? I, I wanted to ask you about that song in particular. Are you the chief lyricist of the band, as is the lead singer a lot of times is?
19: Yeah, I would be considered the, the main lyricist. Yes. Okay.
0: I And you'll hate this because I will sing songs for years <laughs> and have no idea what the story is or what the song is about, I like the the melody, I like the words, but I never put the whole picture I mean sometimes I do, but I, I will find myself going fifteen years later, oh, that song was about his pet dog you know or whatever it may be um but monsters see now so i took a look at lyrically this morning specifically because you were coming on and what i gather from it and you tell me because i think i interpret these things wrong all the time then i have a follow-up question to that is this about um like an imposter syndrome or inner demons or things like that is that the message you were trying to get across
19: that's an interesting take on that. <laughs> <means actually>. No, <laughs> <laughs> no,
3: Preston. It's about his dog.
19: <laughs> it's um, it it's actually about um, this this wonderful uh, little um. I was gonna go somewhere with that. I'm gonna stop. It's All too right. early. <laughs> so, but, um, no, the song. I mean, you know what though? You said something really profound and very poignant. Actually. You know, that's the great thing about music and especially songs. The lyrics uh, can mean whatever you need them to mean um, to a lot of different people. And that's the beauty of songwriting. And it's also just the the joy of, of songs, because, you know, when somebody says, hey, I got a great book. This story, you know, and you you give somebody a suggestion to go read a book. Well, the story's already written. There it is. If you say, like, you know, let's go watch a movie or you go watch a movie or something of like that nature, that story is right there. It'll never change. But a song can always evolve for what you need it to be at that point in time in your life. Monsters, though, personally for me, I mean, it's about subconscious uh, demons, you know, in, in your head, things that, you know, would be... Um, you know that part of your psyche that sometimes wants to get you in trouble. Yep. Um, and and for me, um, you know, I, it's no. Sh- you know, I'm no stranger to the fact that I've been upfront about, you know, my history and what have you in regards to substance abuse and things of that nature. For me, those are my monsters. And I don't have to like the fact that that's kind of a part of me, but I have to maintain being healthy mentally and physically. But that's my responsibility. Like, I know I have those trigger points in my brain. And for me, those are like monsters. And I have to understand that you know, my monsters are real, but right. I just have to, on a daily basis, I got to make sure that they don't win.
0: Right, and that, and that, so my follow up was, and I think you already answered it, but I wanted to make sure I followed through with that. Was, you know, is, is it okay that people interpret these songs that are personal to you and this message you're trying to get across as completely their own thing?
19: Hundred percent, man. I mean, that's what makes us all individuals, and it's unique. I, I said it, kind of being, you know uh having a little bit of humor in it over the years, but I've said it before, you know, I started writing songs because it's cheaper than therapy. <laughs> yeah, you know? I can see that.
3: And, uh, yeah, what what a cathartic way to, to touch into things because honestly, if you're gonna create music, there's something unique. I, I'm a I'm a big cinephile. I love movies. But music you know we, and it 's often described as the soundtrack of your life. people who are listening to music regularly. Uh, music is unique in its way that it can tap into your emotions, and uh, you hear something, and just at your lowest, it can be the thing that brings you up. Some people, and we had this discussion on air if you 're in a down time, do you listen to music that 's down or you know but everyone has a way to apply music, and that 's what makes what you do. Um so cool. Have you ever gotten like a feedback from a fan who was on the on the brink and was brought back by your music? I'm sure you've had you because you guys are very soulful.
19: You know what? We're we're really really focused in regards to um that question that you just asked. I mean, we have one boss and we've always said this, it just happens to be everybody in the audience. You yeah. know, we've been given an extraordinary gift in a lot of ways by not only like people like yourselves, especially with terrestrial radio and what have you and spreading the music to the public, but our audience has always allowed us to be ourselves. They've given us a platform to do that. And yeah, over the years there have been so many stories, you know, cause we've got 27 singles between six songs. We're getting ready right now. We're working on Shinedown number seven, but it, it's overwhelming in such a beautiful way. And there's this unspoken connection between the audience and the band because you know the only reason that we're on stage the only reason we have the capability to be able to do what it is we do is we have the support from the audience so over the years they've always allowed us to be ourselves and be you know forthcoming with how we feel so you know they find themselves in the music and that's the i mean that's you know especially now in covid-19 and what everybody's dealing with you know we're 7 8 months into this and it's tough, man. And and people now more than ever, I believe, are really clinging to music because we are going to get on the other side of this virus. We are going to move forward. You know, the light at the end of the tunnel is there. I encourage people to not be afraid of the light at the end of the tunnel. We need to run to it. We need to be educated by what's going on. But, yeah, man. If uh, if there was ever a time in human existence that music and song is very very important, it's we're living it right now.
3: Absolutely, absolutely, uh, and I have to ask you just with sort the of October bad madness and the whole thing As you were watching legendary bands, and you guys you guys could not have been more more humble and more wonderful about it. As you were watching band, classic legendary bands fall by the wayside, it had to be wild to witness that.
19: I don't really know how to express. <laughs> Um, you know, myself and, and Zach and, and Barry and Eric, because obviously we were watching it online and we were seeing what was going on, but we were just like thinking to ourselves the whole time <laughs> when, when somebody's, when, when people see us in person, like, like in Philly, like some people are going to be aggravated by this. <laughs> you know what I, mean? don't I, I don't think so. I to like make sure that nobody, I'm like. Look, man, like that was votes. I have nothing to do with it. No,
3: I think what you you were seeing, I think, was you ever see three level chess. I think your fan base was was playing it, and they played it brilliantly, and that shows their loyalty to you.
19: I I have to say, I one thousand percent agree with you on that. But I, I, you know talk about being humble man when you talk about being up against artists like the beatles and led zeppelin and pink floyd and rush and like all these bands and we were we somehow like sometimes it was by a lot of percentage sometimes it was like just a narrow margin but yeah man we have such an affection for philly we look at it in a lot of ways you know especially with mmr you know as a second home to us i mean we consider all of you family and so, yeah, man, I'm not going to say, though, that it didn't make us feel – it made us feel really good, man. We're very appreciative <laughs> Listen, of it.
0: I, I think it speaks to your, your, your grassroots approach as a band and, and uh, getting to uh, press the flesh, meet the people, talk to the fans, interact with them. And it works. It translates. People appreciate that. Um, and these are – you know, these bands that we mentioned are legends and so on. But when you guys get out and give that really personal touch that you do, you know, it pays dividends.
19: Yeah, I mean, we've always been very, very fortunate that from our relationship with with Philadelphia, too, man, I I have to say this, from day one, it was about respect. And what I mean by that is even going back to, like, 2003, when we started with Leave a Whisper, the first album, and we started touring, there wasn't this, quote-unquote, like, Philly was never, like, arm-folded, as they watched us to kind of see what we were going to do even early on. But what they were is they made us work for it, yeah. you know, and and there was such a respect involved in that, man. And we had never given Philly, we've never given you second best, man. Yeah. We've gone 100% hard in the paint from day one, and we'll continue to do that for as long as you'll let us, you know be
4: who we are well i mean listen it also doesn't hurt that you write good music and 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 good lyrics and you know it's just catchy all together so you know all of that other stuff is only only matters if you actually you know create, create good music yeah. hey i wanted to ask you about smith and myers because um i remember yes. watching a documentary uh, about foo fighters and and when when dave grohl started going out and listen he just wanted to play music right and um Taylor Hawkins, um, he was, like, a little bit upset about it and, and I think took it sort of the wrong way. So I wanted to ask about your other band members. When Smith and Myers goes out and does their other thing, you know, was there a discussion? You know, was the, were the other band members like, well, hey, well, what, what about us?
19: You know, that's a really good question. Um, the thing is, is that I would tell you that two of our biggest fans, uh, myself and Zach and what we do in Smith and Myers – is Barry Kirch and Eric Bass. Yes, we totally talked about it. We expressed how we, what we wanted to do and why we wanted to do it. Um, but honestly, anything that I do, anything that Zach does, it's always going to have something to do with Shinedown. But the thing is, with Smith & Myers, this was something where if we wanted to do an acoustic Shinedown record, that's what we would have done. We would have gone in and done that these songs are different. This project is different. And, um, you know, this is the first time me and Zach have actually done uh, original Smith & Myers material because the whole project started because of the fan base of Shinedown wanting us to, they were curious if we would ever cover cover certain artists or certain songs. We're like, in Shinedown, we're not a, we're not a cover band. The only real cover we do, um, and there's a reason we do it, um, is uh, Leonard Skinner's Simple Man. And there's a lot of folklore to why we do that. Um... But yeah, man, with Barry and with Eric, they 1,000% knew what this was and what we were doing, and they've been very, very supportive, supportive of it from day one.
0: I, uh, that's cool. It's it's a bit much that you guys ask them not to make eye contact with you when you're touring us at yeah. the <laughs> Myers, but yeah. well, I they understand. Well, have to deal
19: with that. Sure, I mean, sure. You know, yeah. this far into the game <laughs> if they can't handle that. I mean, I don't, I
3: don't. But you know what? When it comes to, to, to peeling your grapes, there's none better. So, right, right. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. They, um, they're good. Well, I Brent, don't
19: make them feed. They don't feed them to us anymore but i do need them to, to the, they need to take the skin off the skin
3: can really upset your stomach yeah, um it totally
0: can brent i hate to keep this short but we do we have a, a this is a, a big event for us and we have a, a lot of other guests we have in line but we want to thank you so much for uh taking time out of your schedule to uh to pop on here with us and help uh you know get uh, shinedown fans to be a part of this event
19: absolutely and, and one last thing too you know, I'm going to make sure I get those songs over to you guys ASAP but one little uh, thing that I did want to mention before I get off here is uh, what you guys and girls do um, with uh, Camp Out for Hunger it is so generous it is so awesome and uh, you know if, if you guys are cool with it Shinedown would love to donate $10,000 to oh. the we're cool with oh that crap
0: Oh my God! Wow, Thank you. that's that's phenomenal.
19: I'll peel your grapes. Do you it, man!
0: <laughs> wow, Brett, that's, that's awesome. That's huge. That's uh, you guys are Ugh. way too kind to us, and and uh, you know the the love is is. Uh Mutual, so that that means a huge amount to the uh, the people of Philadelphia. Thank you so much, man.
19: Case, yeah, and we're right. happy to do it. We we love Philadelphia. We love you guys and girls very very much. So and thank
4: you. The fact that you uh, right off the bat were like, yes, I'll do this, and and then went above and beyond to not only uh, donate uh, m- money but also music. I mean, it's just really really great. And I just want to tell you, you made a a critical critical error. By calling me from your cell phone because now I have
18: your contact information.
4: (laughs)
3: He's pounding the desk. He's pounding the desk. He realizes what
20: he's done. You have I mean, well, done, as buddy. I was pounding
19: the desk, I was like, Why am I pounding the desk? And you know what? I, I'm very, very joyful. You know what? I'm glad you have the cell phone number. As a matter of fact, you should just put it out on the radio. <laughs> to tell everybody got, what it is.
0: You don't want that. Right, yeah. All right. Brent, thanks so much, man. Have a great Thanksgiving. And Casey will be in touch. All right. We'll see you, man.
19: Thank you, Brent Smith. Love and respect, guys and girls.
0: Shine down. Man, this That's band amazing. This this city loves that band. This band loves this city. Uh, uh, and as if they didn't prove it already with that $10,000 donation, that's just absolutely huge. Thank God they're great. I know. you know, I know. I yeah. Know Two
4: exclusive songs coming hopefully later on today.
0: Okay. Now, we welcome another guest to the show. Uh, and he's been partnered and his group, his company has been partnering with us for I don't even know how long now. And we couldn't do it without him. White Horse RV. Forever. Is, of course, where we live. Yes. Uh, during the Camp Out for Hunger. So, we want to welcome our friend Dave Munyan, who is yeah, there.
14: Dave. Thank
0: you, guys. I do. Dave's the guy that's on call. Like, Dave, I can't open the bed thing, and I can't, <laughs> I, fig- I know you showed me, but I can't figure or it out. Or, more commonly, I blew out the toilet. <laughs> that, too. That's, yeah, yeah. How many times have we had to do that? And that's nobody's fault but our own. Yeah. I remember the first year I stepped down on the little foot pedal. <laughs> snap. I broke it because I was wearing big boots. Yes. Well, it was horrible it was weather. We didn't know. But now anyway, we know. Dave's the guy that comes and saves us. How you doing, Dave? Well, thanks. How are you, sir? Good. So, actually, the RV business has been a booming since
14: COVID, right? It's been a very busy year. Um, very strange year. Yeah. Uh, that goes without saying. Yeah. Um, we, we pretty much almost came to the point of running out of inventory. Wow. Um, uh, the manufacturers were shut down right. um, for quite a while. Um, the component manufacturers were shut down. So it, it's had a, a snowball effect. Uh, we're, we're starting to build up inventory now. Uh, we should be ready to rock and roll. You know you know what, though? Season.
3: And honestly, and I, and there are a number of businesses that, listen, it's the way these things work, that, that have done very well. But I, I've said to people and I've talked to businesses that provided things that people have needed and they're, they're sort of sheepish because they feel bad because they know so many others are hurting. You, you, you provide something people needed and wanted and that, that, that means something. So, you know, it, it's, it's, it's a good year and you had stuff. Uh, and uh, so, but I mean, you, we've been using you for years. You've you've always been doing well. You're always the the place to go to for people looking for RVs and such.
14: Yeah, we're the number one uh, travel trailer dealer in the or, uh, yeah New Jersey. Yeah, uh, so it, it, it's fun. And I'll tell you, uh, you know, this COVID thing brought on a, a, a lot of different emotions. Uh, it, it certainly got folks interested in RVing more than you know previous years. So
3: probably unaware of all. I mean, honestly, the amenities that are available. The, the state of the art now, it, you know, if you think it's the old what's your, you know, the oh. retirees ride
0: around and no. Let me give you an example. And Kathy, you'll you'll kick yourself that you're not here. The uh, uh, the recliners in the RV uh, vibrate, so <laughs> you can you can have a little massage while you're relaxing. It's pretty badass. They they have heaters, vibrate, and they have lights on them too. I'm not talking about lights above you so you can read. They like. Light up just to look cool. Yeah. When yeah. you hit a little button that's, yeah, it's uh, awesome. that's next to your cup holder. So
14: there's there's all kinds of bells <laughs> and whistles, that. right, Dave? Oh, yeah, that's pretty sweet. Um, yeah.
3: <laughs> we have a fireplace. Yep. Yeah. A fake one, but we have a fireplace.
14: A little different this year because you guys weren't sleeping in it. So right. it was uh, fun to pick that one out with.
0: Uh, yeah, because the living room's awesome. It's yeah, massive.
14: It's pretty sweet. I love it.
0: All right. So, uh, anyhow, Dave, uh, number one, how to get in touch with White Horse RV.
14: Um, phone number is eight five six two six two one seven one seven. And of course we're on twenty-four hours a day at www.whitehorserv.com. dot com.
0: And second of all, you have a donation to present.
14: Yeah, we've uh um we've always tried to do something. Uh it's it's changed over the years when I met Scott at uh Phil Abundance and found out how far our dollars can really stretch. Uh, and this year, we were able to raise uh, enough money to purchase 70,684 pounds of fresh produce.
3: What? Oh, 70,000. Oh and that's it. Also, that goes to the point. You can arrange things. We talk about non perishable when you're dropping off food here. But if you're a larger company and you have at least the wherewithal to do this, they do need the, the perishable items. And you were able to arrange that. That's amazing.
14: Yes, yeah. We. Uh, Employees uh, got together. I kind of threw something down. If anyone donated money, I would match it twice. Um, So we were able to get to that that goal.
0: Excellent. I I always like to use some other terms to describe the the amount of that. So 70,000 pounds. Uh, that's that's thirty five tons. Just
14: over thirty five.
0: Thirty five tons of yeah. food. Yeah. Steve, remember when we tried to raise one ton the first year? <laughs> it, it took the entire camp out <laughs> to get to a ton. It did. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, I'm 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 blown away. Dave, thank you so much. My pleasure. And and give our best to the company and, and you guys are you're top notch. You're just good people, so we We're appreciate very it. Very
14: happy to help. I'm very happy to support.
0: Dave Mundin, Whitehorse R V. Yeah. Wow. Dave.
14: Wow. That's unbelievable.
0: All right. I am now going to ask on air. What do you want to do?
4: We're going to take a break. <laughs> All right. Good. What you going to do? Uh, yeah, we're going to take a break. We're going to come
0: gonna back. Be boy. <laughs> yes. yes. Or no. no. let me see it Bonnie. All right, we're gonna take a break. We're gonna come back. Michael Giacchino, Brad Bird. They'll both be joining us. Brad Bird, a very famous director, and the voice of Edna Mode from yeah. the Incredibles. Uh they'll be joining us. We still have uh the members of Nothing But Thieves, John Bon Jovi, Aaron Nola, and some other donations inside there as well. It's the Camp Out for Hunger, and we'll be right back with more of it on MMR.
10: If you've never sat in on a Camp Out for Hunger broadcast, well, this is probably not the year, but you can still help out. Donate at your local Acme Market checkout
12: or WMMR.com.
0: We have two guests who are going to be joining us. and thank, uh, I'm loving the Zoom hookups that we've been doing lately, and actually we did a nice... Run with uh, one of our guests uh, joining us, and did a full residency with him and his bandmates.
3: He was the Mercury mission to this uh, Apollo mission.
0: Yes, exactly. Yeah. So now we've we've moved on, and of course, he was promoting his uh, first solo album called Travel Log, Volume One. And uh, we're happy to. We're going to introduce him first, and then uh, his friend is going to be joining us, who you'll be very glad to, have, to meet as well, Michael Jacino. Hey. Hey. What's up, Michael? Play that thing.
18: Hey, wait. Let me get this
0: right. Hold on. Okay. That's better. Oh, yeah, but... That's nice. What is that? <laughs> this is that? This is one of the longest horns I've ever uh, seen. I,
21: I believe it's called a Nawa horn. Uh, it's from a, a traditional Moroccan music. Uh, oh. This was given to me by... Um, uh, Sasha Baron Cohen. I helped him out on uh, his the latest Borat movie, and uh, he sent this to me as a gift, It was very nice
8: of him. <laughs> Michael, did you have a did you have a pseudonym for that we, for that movie? With that? Did you have a pseudonym yeah, for that movie?
21: No, no, I'm in the credits. I'm back in the and I was just you know consulting and helping them out with the music and all of that.
3: Yeah, handling so, the Longhorns. That
0: was your uh, your handling, I was handling
21: the Longhorn. Yes.
0: Wow. <laughs> hey, how I has handled, I'm sorry to interrupt. How has how, how the, the reception been to your, uh, your solo album?
21: Oh, it's been great. Excellent. Great. People like it. The people that listen to it love it. The people that don't listen to it don't know what they're missing. Well, so, I'm, st- uh, I'm
3: still waiting for mine. I ordered it. I know it's coming. I'm very excited. I think
21: they got, I think they got shipped out this week, I okay. Because uh, I've ordered yeah, a turntable, so yeah. I'm looking for it.
3: Yes, it looks great. Oh, yes. and, yeah, you, so, and I'm yeah, going to yeah. get you to sign that for me when, you are, when we're able to do so.
0: Yeah, sure. Absolutely. I'll sign it, whatever well, you need. Well, let's uh, let's bring in uh, the other gentleman. You guys have worked closely together, and uh, he has, because he has directed, of course, The Incredibles, which you did the music for. Ratatouille, which you did the music for. Tomorrowland, which you did the music for as well. And The Incredibles, <laughs> too, yes. which you did the music for. But other great things and as Mission well. Mission Impossible 4. And, ah. like, The Iron Giant <laughs> and... Most impressively, I mean, that stuff is all great, but my God, he was the voice of Edna Mode in The Incredibles. Mr. Brad Bird is joining us as well. Good morning, Brad. Good morning. Hello, Brad. Brad. Uh, what time did you have to get up, <laughs> Uh Yeah, Michael's asking, did you have to get up extra early this morning to join us today? Uh... I'm not quite awake
22: yet. So, you know, you guys really hit the ground running. You're, uh, and I'm sitting here going, my brain has no chance. Uh, <laughs> well, we always
3: assume that you Hollywood types get up around 4 a.m. for some goat yoga. Sure. And, uh,
22: yeah. we, uh vigorous, uh, swims in the Icelandic,
0: uh, yes. <laughs> uh, well, listen, we have
21: to take our vitamins and the vitamins. Right. It takes a long time.
0: It's, it's our first time meeting, but uh, I, I'll start by saying thank you for the body of work uh, that you've been a part of. Because um, Incredibles is such an important movie, I know Steve and I both consider it to be possibly the greatest animated film yeah. I've ever
3: seen. Yeah, it's just it's just phenomenal. And I always tell people if you want to look at, at a blueprint of how to do, you know, the 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 ultimate storytelling and, and imagery and everything, it's it's that movie. I mean, there's obviously so many great ones as well, but. Uh, I, I, you know, I know you're not supposed to have a favorite project like Children, I guess, but what, what, what is your favorite project in the animated realm that you've worked on?
22: I can't pick a favorite uh, end film, but the funnest, uh, the most fun film to make was, was The First Incredibles. I had, that had been on my mind for a while, and to be able to get it all the way from zero, from that very first thought to a finished film, was, was uh, a blast.
3: Do you know? Do you know what? And I always cite this, and it's the in the importance of like what what. Uh, and we talked to, to Michael about this. What those animated films, like the early, um, you know, the Disney stuff, and the there's the the Bambi, Snow White, all that stuff. There was always an element of okay, there's risk. And I always go to that scene where um, where the kids are with uh, mom Last in the girl. Cape, right? Yes. And she says, no, this is serious. These people are, could kill us if we let them, you know. And, and it just frames it in a way I'm like, man, that they, they went to that level. Everything is still just as funny, but it has some more more of an emotional import, which I thought was really
22: cool. Oh, thank you. Well, I think that's a, it's a problem that you have in animation if you're trying to get people to feel something besides humor is worrying about the characters, and it's hard to worry about the characters if you believe that the universe is like Wile E. Coyote, where if you fall off a cliff, you (laughs) bust yourself off. Yeah. So one of the hardest things to do is Jeopardy in animation, and and thank you very much. Yeah. I I was aided immeasurably by Michael's music. Which was phenomenal. And I also have to say... Immeasurably. Immeasurably.
3: (laughs) In fact...
6: Pulled your ass out of
3: the fire. Yeah. Oh, Let's face it; that was done before Michael stepped in. Now, uh, Iron Giant is another one, which is uh, for me. Uh, I am a, and my wife will sh- surely uh, verify this. I'm a, I'm a bawling mess by the end of that movie. It is. Ju- it just touches on so many levels. Any kid who's ever had you know, a toy robot or or, or Gigantor Mm -hmm. growing up or any, you know, all of that stuff. Um, So, so it had to be special working on that project as well.
22: Uh, Well, it was, it was uh, my first chance to, to make a film. And so I didn't know that that they'd ever have the bureaucratic errors to let me do it again. And so I tried to take advantage of it. You know, I I figured it must've been some, someone had not carried the one or something and I had gotten (laughs) this opportunity um Here, but, lean in, uh, Brad,
21: lean in a little bit when you talk. Lean in. There you go. No, 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 we can hear you better. <laughs> but uh, you know, it was so funny. Do you know that uh <laughs> Teddy tried to get me on that film? Did we ever talk about that? No. <laughs> no, Teddy <laughs> tried to get me on Iron Giant early on, like when, when- Who did? Teddy, Teddy Newton. Oh, wow. So Teddy Newton, character designer, did many of the characters for, uh, you know, uh, for Incredibles and and many other things. He's he's and he's a great story guy as well. Uh, but Teddy and I knew each other back at Disney Animation back in the day. And so he was like, oh, man, this movie, you, you would love it. You'd be perfect for this. I'm going to try. I remember he gave in my demo CDs and all that, but I'm sure it went nowhere because I had done nothing but like a couple of, you know, dinky video games at that point. You know, you know it's, uh, you know, no, it's interesting
3: yeah. though. But between you, you both so coming from a visual medium, and, and and Michael, we've always said your music, and you're a big cinephile as well, and that that you're, you you compose music as if you're directing a, a film, and 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 on the other side, Brad, <laughs> there's you know there's. The animation that you do is 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 very live action theatrical, and and it, both of you you never underserve or never say oh it's just it's just a cartoon it's just animation yeah. or any project there you, you know it has a real gravitas to it, and that's why I think all of it plays so well. Yeah.
22: Well, we hit it off very quickly when I finally got a chance to meet Michael, which was on Incredibles. We had hired uh, another composer. And he wasn't, uh, he'd kind of um, done too many films like this. And it, so his music was not very um, engaged. So uh, I did listen to all the discs. And Teddy Newton, who uh, Michael just talked about, kind of flagged this one disc. But I was already homing in on it. And it was uh, it, it was like... Uh, uh, an actor's reel where uh, they can play any characters like Peter Sellers actors reel or something. Um, you, there would be a military piece and then there'd be a pure fantasy one. And then there'd be a spy one. And then there'd be a whimsical one. And it was like, all of this was coming out of one guy. And so it, it. Uh, uh, we uh, met each other uh, up at Pixar and uh, instantly hit it off. It, it, he felt like uh, the next door neighbor kid that I always went to, uh, you know, first house to, to, you know, come out and play.
21: By the way, going up to Pixar like that, it's, 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 for the very first time, you know, and it's very sort of nerve-wracking because, you know, it's this incredibly huge, beautiful building with this giant atrium, and you're walking in and you feel so tiny when you walk in, and had you not ever been there like I always I had the feeling like I don't belong here what why are they letting me through these doors you know they're gonna throw me out (laughs) of here within minutes right security but then we started talking we we met one of the things pretty early on in our conversation we started talking about with Johnny Quest how we both had this love for Johnny Quest and that was the moment I felt like, oh, wait a minute! Actually, this place is filled with nerds like me, so I, yes. I felt much better. Uh, <laughs> but at the beginning was a little rough.
14: A little
3: rough. But that's that, again, Johnny Quest would be a perfect example. You're, I mean, they, yeah. in the opening credits, they're they're getting shot at with, yeah. with uh, you know machine guns. I mean, yeah. uh, I'm sorry, Johnny Quest
21: could die.
3: That cartoon
21: yeah. could die. And that's well, I think, uh, one thing that I learned. Brad has a very specific, and you can you can speak to this, Brad. I'll just lead you off on it, but to us, uh, when we're working on a film, I don't think we work, we, we're, we don't see it as working on an animated film or a live action film. Right. We're just working on a film, you know. Uh, let's go ahead, Brad, if you want
22: to. Well, that's absolutely right. And uh, as you guys said, uh, one of the things that I like best about Michael is he uh, he treats music not as music but as storytelling. And and it's, uh, it's um he's a sort of a fellow storyteller and he's the last most critical (laughs) storyteller at the end where he could really screw it up if he wasn't so great. Um, But uh, um, the thing that, that people don't remember about Johnny quest was that it was a primetime show. It it was on at night and uh, 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 they were going for, you know, a mainstream audience. They were not going for the kiddies. And so, yeah, people did die in Johnny Quest, and they didn't come back in the next episode, which is the kind of thing they never do now. And uh, so it made the Jeopardy a lot more exciting. And the opening credits, as you mentioned, to Johnny Quest is like a 10-year-old's wet dream, Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. Uh, because it... It's got pterodactyls and machine guns and giant robots. <laughs> Jumping <and flying> boats. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, sleeping darts being shot at you and scorpions. That's and what that's you, what know, you want. Jet packs, Yeah. You know, so it's, 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 the first time I saw it, I almost exploded into pain. <laughs> You know, (laughs) Brad, I want to on your wish list
8: right there. I I wanted to ask you, Michael won an Oscar for up, which is just an incredible Mm -hmm. score. And uh, I believe he keeps his Oscar next to the Ark of the Covenant. You've won two Oscars, uh, one for Ratatouille and one for the Incredibles. Where do you keep yours?
22: Uh, next to the tra- Shroud of Turin. <laughs> you have the Shroud of you Turin?
8: That? Dear God.
22: Yeah. You know, I don't talk
3: a lot about it. But. <laughs> so, I have to ask, oh, Brad, yeah. when you're watching TV, do you pull it up over you to keep warm? Uh, <laughs> um, what? The, the Shroud, Shroud of Turin.
22: Shroud. Uh, well, yeah, you know, they, I've been told it's only dry cleaning, uh, so nah. I try you, no, it, it
3: was actually Martinized once. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Uh,
18: I wanted to ask... <laughs> oh I, I, I read, <laughs> that word.
0: <laughs> I had read you guys are, are working on a uh, musical uh, animated film. Is that uh, true? Not those animated. Are those sure. Not, not animated. animated, okay. It's
22: actually live action, but it has about 20 minutes of animation in it.
0: Okay. It's uh,
22: <laughs> not we... what you imagine. Most people imagine something like Mary Poppins. This is m- a more... Uh, um, Grown real up, world. shall we yeah. say? Real world, real world. Grown up.
0: <clears throat> yeah. Is the yeah. Um, is, is the title and everything kind of under wraps right now? Not uh, not it revealed. It is. Okay.
22: Um- yeah, uh, yeah, we're, we, we want to have something to show before we start talking.
0: I got gotcha. you. matter
21: of fact, he's waiting on me to to, to to give him the next version of this one song that we're currently working on. <laughs> Always yeah. the
3: weakest link, right, Brad? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: well, let me, let me ask about uh, 1906, though, because I know you're directing that. <laughs> and uh, this uh, focuses around the, the 1906 earthquake, if uh, my sources are correct. You got it right oh. there. Oh, nice. Really? You got the script right there. Ooh. I am I'm, I'm fascinated
3: with the uh, as a kid as a freaky kid that I was I was into all sorts of things. I would go get books on natural disasters. <laughs> I know I know that's crazy, but the San Francisco earthquake and there was of course the Clark Gable film the I think from the, the, the Titanic. 30s, right? right? Yeah, right but but I mean that 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 particular thing and and the storyline that you're uh, focusing in on is something that was a, a bit of a um it seems to have an element of political intrigue to it. Explain what the, what the story is involving that.
22: Well, uh, it's a fascinating uh, period of time and a fascinating place because uh, it was right between the two centuries. So you had, um, it's this town in the West. It it's, has pretensions to be Paris, but it also is like a tombstone or something where people are still being shanghaied and thrown on a boat. You'd go into a bar and your bar would be, um, they would uh, put something in your drink and there's. they actually had trap doors that opened up and dropped you into the basement and guys would knock you out and you'd wake up on a boat and if you didn't work the boat, they'd throw you overboard. Wow. And uh, bars got money for this. And people who made money on Shanghai got to be in the California state government. So. Uh, it was it was a really crazy time like i said you had electric light next to gas light yeah. horses to cars and it was uh um, there was a lot of corruption in San Francisco, and um, fortunately was- no more.
3: They got rid of that. <laughs> oh yeah
22: no, no, but I mean it's it's not it's never been like uh, Chicago except back then. Yeah, And yeah. Uh, the mayor was uh, a guy who was essentially a puppet of a boss named Abe Ruth. and um, the earthquake and everything uh, just uh, up the ante, but there was already a huge investigation. Uh, going on into the government by Teddy Roosevelt uh, for corruption. So it's all these things mashed into one, and the earthquake and fire is just sort of the... the Grand Finale. That's fascinating.
3: I mean, That's awesome. Yeah. When's the projected uh, release date, or can you even make a release date proclamation These in days. this time? Yeah,
22: not, not yet. Okay, um, but uh, right now we're we're all just trying to get on the other side of COVID.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, yeah. listen, we've uh, and and we're here doing this version of our of our food drive in in a, in a different way. Normally, we have a big tent full of people, big you know bands, live stuff going on. So, uh, we're trying to do it in a certain way, you know, with COVID and and the restrictions that are on so we're feeling it all over and even in uh, uh charitable uh endeavors uh, so the he, hence the, the the zoom uh conference with you guys but we and, and we've got other people we we got to get to John Bon Jovi's joining us in a moment so we got to take a break and come back for that I'm sorry we're bumping you uh, but Love that. we're not bumping you but <laughs> I with I, I if you wouldn't mind, I never. Mind. Well, I never. <laughs> <laughs> I never. <laughs> uh, he's out of here with it. Uh, uh, Brad, is there is there any way we could get just a little bit of Edna Mode voice from you? It's such a brilliant character. I know you hate doing it, probably mm. right. He loves I it. like
22: it when people see the little Asian lady.
0: <laughs> it's such a brilliant voice. Thank you for doing that, man. I appreciate it. And it's wonderful to meet you, and we love this partnership. You guys love it. It's great. And, and please keep it up because it's so entertaining. You. Michael buy great- Michael's album. Michael's yes. Michael's album great. Michael, we'll talk to you again soon, okay? Yes, we will. We'll right. talk soon, friends. All right, thank you. Thank Bradford, you so much. Michael Giacchino. Bye bye. Bye bye. We'll see you guys. Thank you. All right, Casey. Yeah. What are we doing now? We
4: have um, somebody on the line. We have another Zoom call that we're gonna do with uh with a woman named Stephanie from Unilever. Oh
0: yes, 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 yes. Okay, so and then, then we have to take a break after that? Then we gotta that? take okay. a break. Just trying to keep all this stuff in order as we as we move along. So uh, if we can potentially pull the zoom up there she is okay so we would like to welcome i gotta make sure i get everything in place before i uh introduce people uh she is the head of external affairs for unilever this is stephanie millie grant who is joining us hi stephanie how you doing uh, we can't hear you. Probably, at all. I got to unmute the microphone. Or they need to bring the volume back up because they turned it down no. from the other guy. There we go. Reading. There you go. You. I
9: apparently haven't had enough coffee yet today.
0: <laughs> Join the club. Uh, so, Stephanie, thank you uh, for coming on this morning and uh, helping support uh, the Camp Out for Hunger. Um, and, you know, real quick, uh, Nick, what did you say earlier about uh, Unilever? It's one of the biggest companies in the world, and uh, we're really
8: lucky and, and grateful for this partnership because uh, I had no idea that this was coming. Preston mentioned it, uh, that Unilever was going to come on. I was like, holy crap, these guys are – they're big you know power players in world economics. Yes. That's very cool. Thank
9: you. Yeah, we make everything from Dove, Vaseline, Suave, Hellman's, nor Ben & Jerry's ice cream. How did, Linton, we,
3: how did we end up on your way? <laughs> <laughs>
4: All that stuff
2: well, interchangeable. I can give you the background. Yeah, no,
4: I use Dove soap, Kathy. I, I, you use Dove bar soap? I sure do. I use the Dove um we uh, it's the liquid soap and because I have so many people in my family, we use it, it, um I don't even know what you call it, but you have to push it. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> also,
2: it's weird that you know liquid, I use the bar soap. soap. Why do you know that? Cuz you talked about it on our show. <laughs> oh, I did. For right. like well, ever. Well, let me jump just in checking. quickly
3: because uh, for Dove bar soap, I'll tell you what, it it lathers quickly. Kathy, I'm sure that's what you like about that. <laughs> It is I like
2: quick, the quick lather. Soap. Yes, yes. I like the quick lather, and I also like that it comes unscented. You guys know how I, I am know. with
0: Kathy. Has, oh. She's very, very sensitive, sensitive yes, to yeah. scents. Yes, that's correct. Understand, uh, uh, Stephanie. You have a donation for Camp Out for Hunger. We understand.
9: We do. As part of our United for America campaign, which we launched in March, and now we are working with a Giant, one of the longtime supporters of Full Abundance, we're really excited to announce a $75,000 donation today for your camp out oh, oh, 75,000.
0: Uh, that's okay. Holy hell! That's absolutely massive. Wow! Do you know how much helmets you can buy with seventy five thousand dollars? Do you know how much Dove soap I'm going to put in the helmet?
6: <laughs>
0: that's absolutely amazing. Uh, wow, Stephanie. That's uh, I, I don't know what to say other than thank you a million times over. That's just wonderful. You guys right. are obviously a uh, a company that really cares about the community.
9: We do. Um, We really see that you know food insecurity is a big issue, and the pandemic has made it that much worse. I think the latest census data said what four in ten children are living in a household struggling to afford the basics. Yeah, and twenty five percent of Americans are earning less than they did in February. So, we see it as a duty that we have as Unilever, and with our United for America, and now our United for Philadelphia campaign that we're working in Philadelphia specifically on issues importance to the community. So. Um, food and essential supplies is just one area that we're working on there. Well, this we're, just, this just really goes to
3: show you it. we've had so many people step up and, and do, uh, you know, and the large co- companies. Again, I've said it time and time again. When we first started soliciting, we didn't know how we were going to work this. And we thought, yeah, everybody's taking a hand. I don't know how, how the companies are going to be, the large corporations, if they can step up, if they're going to have the wherewithal. Everybody has stepped up and, and exceeded what they had done in years past. And, and this is a, an incredible amount to donate, and we thank you so much.
9: Uh, least we can do, and um really s- happy to support you, and thank you for all you've done, what, 21 years of Camp Out for Hunger?
0: 23, so yeah. 23, that's yeah.
9: amazing, and so this, you know, all all of us are coming together to support this, so Excellent. happy we can join in.
0: Love it, thank you, and Stephanie, can we call you um, Millie Bobby Brown? That's what we've been calling you out there. <laughs> Stephanie <laughs> Millie, Millie Grant is Millie Bobby Better Brown Better than, than Millie Vanilli. Yeah. Ah, right. yeah. yes, Stephanie Millie Grant, yeah. guys, thank you. Unilever, $75,000 God Almighty.
8: That's one of the biggest we've ever had. We had uh, about $200,000 total in cash last year. Now, last year's very different than this year in the way yes. that people are c- contributing and donating and whatever, but they nearly matched half of what we got all of last year in just one check. That's amazing. Yes, that
4: and I'm going to say this now and forever. There's only one name in Mayonnaise, and that is Hellman's. Okay. Oh, yeah. Casey
0: said it. Uh, and I want to thank, real quick, before we wrap up, <laughs> Lyndon. Lyndon I'm Ty- going to get a lot of He's- slack
4: for that.
21: No. Uh, no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. no, no.
0: He's just repeating He's just what fun. Malcolm X said. Uh, Linden Italian Market <laughs> in, in Northeast Philly because they served up breakfast for our uh, crew here. And uh, there are a huge variety of sandwiches and hoagies made fresh. But eat some lots and Watson, premium meats and artisan cheeses, never disappoints for more information. Right after I'm you Linden. said... And your local feel really uh, Philly delis. Visit dot com. I am sorry, Steve.
3: After the Plymouth uh, Rock speech, right, and went right into the mayonnaise oh. declaration. <laughs> yes. Yeah.
0: All right, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back. As I said, John Bon Jovi joining us. The members of Nothing But Thieves, Aaron Nola of the Phillies. We got a lot to get uh, to still. We'll be right back. Stay with us. the Hunger on MMR.
10: If you've never sat in on a Camp Out for Hunger broadcast, well, this is probably not the year, but you can still help out. Donate at
12: your local Acme Market checkout or WMMR.com.
0: We're going to move on to our next guest. We're going to have a few guests in this particular segment, and I think this... Might be the only guests that actually have joined us here in the States and in England as well. That's right. When we broadcast live, we went over the, uh, for the Eagles game. Damn, uh, that was good. One yeah. half of this duo stopped by and saw us while we were at the hotel yeah. doing a live broadcast and and hung out. It was really, really cool. It and, was. And I assume that they're in England right now, right? Yeah, yeah they yeah, are, so. which is why we can actually get a performance
4: out of them. Yeah, because yeah. it's not early in the morning <laughs>
0: like it is here. Yeah. Uh, we would like to welcome from Nothing But Thieves, Connor Mason and Dom Craig. On the program. Hello. Hi, guys. Good morning. Thanks for coming on. Thank,
20: Thank you, you for having us again. It's, it's good to see you again. Yeah. You too. Dom, do you remember uh, paying us a visit when we were in London? I do. It was a very, very nice uh, surprise. It was odd seeing you on this side of the pond, and I'm not going to lie, I miss it. So if you want to come back and stay with mm-hmm. me, you're more than welcome to do so. <laughs>
3: When all this passes, we will,
0: right, Preston? Yeah, watch what oh, you yeah, say. Oh, yeah, there's
20: a the pandemic <laughs> or something's happening yeah. at the moment, something like that. Yes.
0: Yeah, right. Let's let's remind uh, everyone that this is a worldwide yeah. uh, issue, and uh, how, how have you guys uh, been coping as far as, you know, uh, having something to do or, or uh, affecting work with, uh, with the restrictions?
15: It's been good. We were um, supposed to be on tour in uh, February time straight away, so when, um, when COVID started, we're, we did feel a bit stunted um, but I think I think the time off was actually quite nice for someone in a band um, but then we've, we've had the last few months to be able to get together and write a lot so it's been it's been really creative again and and now we're on we're in a bubble we you know Share each other's slime. Okay. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> yeah.
20: I'm more concerned about catching other things than COVID nineteen from him. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah, yeah, as um, as fans, I guess that's going to work out in our favor if you guys are getting together and writing music. I actually was um, supposed to be in London in April. I was taking. Oh, right. Yeah, it was my mom's. Bir- uh, I'm sorry, Christmas present, and we had to cancel obviously at the last minute. And when we were in London for that Eagles game, Preston loved being there so much that we're trying to figure out a a way to get over there again for, for work.
0: Yeah.
20: Yeah. Yeah. You you do need an excuse. You have to come to one of the gigs at some point. Well, um, We'll persuade the label to, to fly you all out, and oh. uh, we'll, get you, we'll get you back in a nice hotel.
3: Oh, we like that. Yes, that'd be, that'd be great. And if you could, put Preston's
0: room just above the dance floor of the club that the hotel <laughs> is That's <laughs> where I was, man. They had a freaking disco. Really? Oh, my God. <laughs> it was that, that and the guy with a road cone outside the window going, Woo! <laughs> Because we were in, where were we? What was the? No, uh, uh, oh, right near. Right, w at uh, was it? Travol- Trafalgar
8: Square? No, next no, to Leicester Ticcadilly. Square. Leicester Leicester, Leicester yeah. Square. Yeah.
16: And oh, apparently, wow. oh
15: yeah, that's, that's, that's
0: loud.
20: loud. That <laughs> cone guy is always there.
0: Little do we know, that's where the street
20: performers all congregate. You, what you said? The cone guy is always there. You know that guy? Yeah, we went to school together. Uh, we were both into music. I went one direction. I dropped the cone and picked up the guitar and he carried on the cone. We have the makings of a movie The
0: Day I Put the Cone Down. Yeah. Uh, your third album is called uh, Moral Panic. Uh, that is out now. And, uh, you know, like you were saying, Connor, that's what you guys would have been touring and promoting uh, at this point. Uh, is, listen, everybody's dealing with this particular situation, but is it? Is it particularly frustrating when you have newer material that you really want to get into fresh ears and and see what the live reaction is to it?
15: Yeah, massively. I think the second record, when we um, released our first single, we had a gig, I think, literally the following week um, after releasing the first single. So you had such a good gauge on what people were enjoying um, and if they enjoyed the song. So it's been been odd for us to release all this material and, and not have any idea if anyone even likes it live. And you have to kind of gauge it with statistics and digitally, like you know, all that sort of stuff. So it's not as fun, but yeah. it's has down well.
0: Yeah.
9: So we
15: kind of know that when we are able to play it live again, it should be it should be okay at least.
0: Okay. And you guys have agreed to uh, to perform a song for us uh, this morning.
20: Yeah, yeah. We're gonna do um, we're gonna do our most recent single called uh, Impossible, and um, we this is our first live radio performance via the internet. So Ooh. we're excited. Nervous, yeah. and if it goes wrong, we can blame the slow internet speed. That the <laughs> is going for. Well, we will back you up on that,
4: and nothing to be that. nervous about. But uh, but John Bon Jovi is actually on the Zoom, and he's listening as well. So
0: we're going to talk to him right after we talk to you guys. So John's going to be listening in.
20: That's awesome. That's great. great. Oh nice. my god.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
6: nice king well,
0: So uh, if you will, we're we're ready for the uh, the performance. Straight. Sure. Okay. So.
20: We're, gonna t- we're gonna take four seconds to check our levels. Yep.
0: Certainly. So yeah, I, we apologize, but uh, in in order to to uh, juggle all these uh, Zoom interviews, we got to kind of wait till we get on and see how it works. Hey, man, well, what kind of shape would we have
3: been in without Zoom for all of this? It, it yep. worked out well. All right. Uh, whenever
0: you guys are set. Mm-hmm. Took
7: a breath, let it go. I felt the moment settled so. I couldn't wait to tell you why. I'm standing here with this awkward smile, and that's beautiful. I'm for me
0: Amazing. Nothing but thieves. Oh, 93.3 wow. WMMR. Impossible. First of all, dumb, amazing song. Dear God, Connor, you have one of the most beautiful voices I've ever heard. I will describe that in the U.S. here. We would call that a panty dropper. Yeah.
4: <laughs> and we're all wearing I'm panties. Wearing it so it works. Yes. Connor, your, your voice has so many levels to it. and I, And they're all wow. flawless. I just love it. And what I... What I love about the whole band's appeal is that, like, all right, so that's that's one. Like, you guys are are just as great, all plugged in, right? So you on, on the last album, Broken Machines, Particles, beautiful song uh, at the at the end with the piano version, but it's also plugged in. And one of my favorite songs on the album is is Amsterdam, which is a total rock song. You guys, like, I just can't get enough of your of of your sound. And Connor, I love your voice, so I, I'm just and, uh, I'm at a loss.
0: Yeah.
8: I don't. I don't want to I mean, speak out of turn. turn out of turn, but like if if I were Bon Jovi,
0: I would be looking for an opening band on right. my next tour. And, right. Wow, like I know. a British
8: guy, maybe. Yeah.
0: yeah. Great voice. <laughs> I don't know. Can we can we do like an American Idol thing? Can we get John on to comment on what he just heard? I've I have no idea if we can if we can connect. We can. What's
5: that? He's ready if Mike Comstock and Indre wants to patch him in. I
0: don't know. Can we do that, Mike? Can we put uh, John on as we're getting ready to wrap up with nothing but these? I don't Is know. This
5: for real.
3: Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, for real.
0: Yeah. No, no, we we're, we're, really were
20: serious. Yeah. yeah, hang on
0: a second here. Let's see. There he is. Hey, John, <laughs> hey. how you doing, hey. man? Oh, David, the
20: line. Nice to see you. Did this you? Is crazy. I know you can do things like you can fake people on like computers and stuff. Is that the real John Bon? Jovi? That's the real John <laughs> Bon Jovi. I don't know if that's
0: John. Hi, guy. Morning. Did, did you hear their
20: performance,
23: John? No, because you guys wouldn't log me in. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry.
0: You well, just, we're going
3: to
23: send a copy. We
3: have got You heard got an to.
0: unbelievable vocal and uh, guitar performance from uh, Connor and Dom from Nothing But Thieves. They're in the UK right now checking in via Zoom. I wish you would have heard that because it was it was incredible.
3: Sensational, oh,
0: man. <laughs> time. All, All right, well, we, we, we should, should let missed. the guys
3: go and get get with John
0: here. All right, yeah, Connor and Dom, thank you guys. You are the thank best. So we love you. Thank good, you so much. Good luck thank with you. the album called Moral Panic. And now we introduce yeah. Mr. John Bon Jovi. Yeah. <laughs> hey, John. It's good to see you, man. How you been? I'm good, guys.
23: I'm great. Great to see you both.
0: Excellent. Well, listen, we uh, we know how how much this city, Philadelphia, means to you, and and your philanthropic efforts here. And you continue to do uh, kind of what we're doing, and that is making sure that that bellies stay full. Uh, and obviously, you have the um, the Soul Foundation, the JBL, uh, uh, the JBJ uh, Soul Kitchen. Uh, so it ties in directly. Uh, with what we're doing and and your work with Sister Mary over the years and so on. And, and, um, you know, things are worse than they've ever been right now. So this this work is more important than ever. I'm sure you can speak to that. I certainly can. Um, You know, we've had
23: the foundation, which was born out of Philadelphia 15 years ago. And uh, since 2008, we have opened three JBJ Soul Kitchens, in New Jersey, but we saw the spike, which was evident and obvious because of the pandemic. And then what we realized was the need out on eastern Long Island where we spent our summers. And we had to open a food bank because the pantries had no food. So then we were feeding seven pantries for four months uh, out there. And so it's unfortunately only going to get worse now, which has been predicted this whole time, that this this winter was going to get tough, and so, folks, if you have the means, donating a buck is never more necessary than right now.
3: It's it's interesting, John, because the the. Um... You know, we're not used to seeing lines of cars of people waiting for food in areas that are traditionally not associated with being food-deprived and where there's, you know, we, sometimes people have perceptions. But the truth of the matter is we've said it all the years of the camp out for hunger that there is the concept of the working poor. That was always an issue here. Uh, you know whether your neighbor uh, is trying to decide what bills to pay and, and and how to keep food on the table for the kids and it it lives in your neighborhood and it, it, if anything. It's it's made this more apparent to people that you're uh, you're surrounded many times, and, and it could be the the people that I'm speaking to right now uh, are dealing with this food insecurity. And in this area, as bizarre as it is, we Philadelphia and, and parts of New Jersey remain, um, you know, food insecure even when times are good. It's just a bizarre anomaly. So you you know
23: about that. I know a lot about that. You know, we've we've spent uh, the last twelve years in the food side of things before we were dealing with just the homeless side of things. Look, food insecurity is prevalent in Philadelphia as it is in New Jersey, as it is in California. This great nation of ours has no shortage of food, um, and yet we still have a problem getting the food to the people who are in need. Now, compound that by what we're going through with this pandemic, and you have a multiple that could be five, six, seven times that. And when you say, oh, it's the working poor, and you think, OK, well, that's uh, uh, it happens all the time, every time with the same class of people. That's not the case now when folks are furloughed and yep. restaurant workers are thinking about having to close down again, when the restaurants that went out of business because of this small businesses that have been affected by this. This is real. And here's the bottom line in my bumper sticker. We don't need a scientist to find the cure. This simply takes money and sweat equity. And we've proven this for 15 years now. And so getting food is not the issue. Getting it to the people takes a little bit of sweat equity and some money. But we, the audience listening right now on MMR, know how to do this because we've done it and will continue to do it.
3: Yeah, and it's it's, it's, honestly... For all the stuff that we started and we had eight different versions, eight different iterations of how we're going to execute this, it was important to do it at least in a way that would be familiar to people to give them some sense of normalcy. But every corporation, every, the, the, the way people are rising to the challenge, with even other charities, the blood drive that we do, the way people have been stepping up, there is, uh, as, as hackneyed an axiom as it is, there is a never-say-die attitude, you know, in this area, and people are rising to the challenge. And, and we, we, uh, you do it so eloquently to call upon all the Bon Jovi fans, just fans of decency in, in general, to come
23: on out and support the event. Absolutely, and I thank each and every one of them for taking the time and giving what they can.
0: Hey, uh John, uh on to um uh the music side of things. You know your your tour was canceled uh, uh this year, obviously. Uh that's a disappointment for yourself. You had new music out, some really um in depth stuff that you have written, some very uh poignant uh music. And are are you entertaining the idea of getting something going next year or is everything just on hold until something specific has come out that says okay it's time to get back on the road
23: you know honestly i think i'm one of the few if only that said here everyone needed a hundred percent refund on all of those tickets i didn't hold the dates or have live nation keep the money in escrow it was too important to me because i was aware that people needed to pay the credit card bills and the rent so if in 21 in late 21 touring starts from my vantage point, there's going to be sports teams in the arenas and the stadiums. So I'm going to wait for all of that to settle, for that dust to settle. I can't imagine us going out before 22 at the earliest. Okay. Wow. Well, I have
8: uh, two questions for you, John. Uh, The first is uh, not very serious. The second one is, um, do you have any regrets about naming the album 2020? (laughs) And uh, uh, did you, uh, I know you love working with with Jennifer Nettles, uh, the single Do What You Can. You you worked with her again. uh, And can you talk a little bit about what that experience has been like for you?
23: Well, I wrote a very topical
8: record. And
23: (laughs) and 2020 initially was meant to, to signify both clear vision and you know our, our band going forward. And also, I thought of it, it'd be a cute T-shirt in an election year. But with what was going on around us, everything that was going on around us, I started writing a more serious record and a very topical record. Not political, but topical. So I'm very proud that I still call the album 2020. Okay. And this is a moment in time. So because these songs were all so topical and there's no... You Give Love a Bad Name, you know, cute, fun, rock and roll stuff on the record. Um, I wanted to get that message out to as many people as possible. And we had had success in the country market. And so I reached back to an old friend and I thought if we did it as a duet, the same lyric would respond, you know, to to the ears of the country listener. And so we gave it a shot at country radio just to get that kind of, you know, we're all in this together message out there.
3: It's wild when you get, uh, you know, it's funny because a lot of times the lines between genres blur anyway. But it's wild when, um, you know, was it surprising to you to, when you start to get ears listening from other um, points of view, whether it be country or anything that, that, that uh, ties you into an audience that you had not reached before? Is it, is it still with all the years you've been in music kind of like, whoa, that's
23: kind of cool? Or the opposite. There was part of that audience that didn't want to know nothing about a song about coming together over what was this COVID crisis. Yeah, no, really? I, in that marketplace, there were definitely a political divide and the song was not political. Yeah. And I'm being bluntly honest, but I walked into a brick wall with folks that said, I don't want a song on my radio station that talks about that. Huh. So, you know, so... Again, I wrote a topical record, not a political record. It's funny. We were talking to Rob McElhenney
3: last night from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, and he was saying, you know, we just live in such hyperbolic times, and people are going to hear what they, what they think they hear, and he says he will go – He'll have conservative friends that will say, wow, your show really sticks it to liberals. And then he'll go with his liberal friends and say, wow, your show really sticks it. And, and peep, it, you know, it's like, it's like looking at one of those, you know, it's a dot, modern art. And you, what do you see in that? And everyone pulls yeah. what they see out
23: of it. You can't stop it. Yeah. No, that's okay. I mean, that's what art is, right? Uh, but, you know, Rob is now a, a sports owner, is he not?
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we had a yeah. So you have that in common with him. Yeah. In fact, he was asking about that. you. Um, it, when we were talking. It reminded
23: to him. me. It reminded me of a throwback to my days with the Soul. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there it is. Oh,
22: He's got yeah, the helmet right, right there.
0: there. Yeah.
23: I love it, man. Hey, All these things are in my house.
0: Yeah. I wanted to ask about a, uh, a senior son uh, from New Jersey uh, who also writes very topical music. Bruce Springsteen uh, had an album out with the East Street Band this year. Your impressions on that music?
23: I loved it. Uh, nice. You know, the beautiful thing about uh, having a neighbor like that is we played each other, each other's records during the development stage. Wow. And so he started coming over here a year ago to hear the early phase of this record. And I was over at his house, too, doing the same thing. So I, I was uh, acutely aware of the kind of record he was making and he was of mine. So it was cool with just a couple of weeks ago. In truth, we were driving around, just the two of us in a car. And someone had said to me, could you imagine if you, like, got an accident? A oh my car. <laughs> Not even my car, in my son's car. Just looking like, you know, two dopes driving down the highway together.
6: Just
3: <laughs> I mean, that would, that would be an amazing thing there. But, when Bruce comes over and, you, and you run out of things
23: to talk about, do you go hang drywall together or what happens? Yeah, yeah, I don't think either – you, you, I know folks can't see that on the radio. That's an injury from trying to be a laborer.
0: Oh my God. He's got the black fingernail.
23: <laughs> yeah, got his blood under that fingernail from working in the food bank. There are certain things that this singer is not supposed to
0: do. <laughs> oh, that's funny, uh, John. Real quick to, to circle back and and the reason that we're here for uh, Philabundance to uh, to raise money and and uh, non-perishable food items uh, with JBJ uh, Soul Kitchen. For those who aren't familiar, and, uh, you know, you would mentioned the, the locations in, in Red Bank and Tom's River. Um, what, what exactly is the JBJ Soul Kitchen you don't know, people who don't know?
23: Our community restaurants, and the third one is at Rutgers University in Newark, our community restaurants don't have prices on the menu. But if you want to effect change directly and immediately, you come into the restaurant, you either volunteer for your meal And uh, and so we take care of you. Or if you can afford to, you leave a suggested donation and you leave, say, twenty dollars. It covers your meal, a three course meal served to you by waiters, beautiful China, blah, blah, blah. And then you're taking care of someone who cannot afford to pay anything, which keeps our overhead in check. And then, of course, myself and the foundation pay for
0: everything at all the restaurants for all these years. It's excellent. It's a great service. And uh, it's been going on for, uh, did you say, 15 years now? The foundation's 15 years old because of all the
23: housing, as you guys know, we've built. But also, uh, the restaurants are 12 years old now. Wow.
0: It's awesome. It's, it's just fantastic. Uh, well, John, we, we appreciate you uh, spending some time with us uh, this morning. Pierre sends his best. He'll be in here a little bit later on. But uh, yeah. uh, it love was, you guys. We, we love you, too. The city loves you. So uh, thanks for your time, and keep doing what you're doing, man. We appreciate it. All the
23: best. Thank you, everybody. listening. and have a happy, safe ho- holiday.
0: Thank you. John, Bon, yeah. Joe Mei. So cool! Today's been a great day, man. It's been a great day. We're not done yet. We still have uh, more to go, and I didn't even get to play the uh, uh Joni Jovi. <laughs> we can play it real quick, can't we? I don't know. Do, where is it? Yeah, Jason has it back at the station. I don't know. Is it quick, Jason? Can you? Uh, any chance you could play that? I don't even. Yeah, go ahead.
10: So, Mr. Reynolds, you are interested in buying our arena football team?
0: Big time. But I want to do business with Mr. Von Joni
4: himself, Von Jovi. Yeah, Mr. Bovine Joni himself.
0: (laughs) Bovine Joni. And and Danny's a a New Jersey guy as well. He is, he is. All right, uh, that was cool having John on. I wish he could have heard uh, another The Thieves sing, that would have been so cool. All right, well, listen, we got another cool thing, and we are going to welcome another guest who is going to uh, give us a donation, a much needed donation. So, she is the senior manager of community affairs for One QVC. So, quick little note here my
3: wife and I have taken the QVC dive, and uh, we have started ordering. This.
0: Ooh. It, it's, it's addicting. It is addicting. <laughs> mm-hmm. It is addicting. My stepmother, when the last time she came here to visit, I did not know what a fanatic of QVC was, and she found out it's in you know West Goshen. Yeah. So we went and took a tour of the facility. Oh, you did. She was giddy (laughs) beyond belief.
3: You you, you can try to resist, but especially around the holidays, Mm -hmm. forget it. Just just go
0: for it. Uh, Please welcome Kate Sheehan to the show. Good morning. Morning, Kate. How you doing? I'm great. I'm following Bon Jovi. I
10: mean, this is, you know,
0: morning is off to a great start already. Hey, technically, he opened for you. How yes. About that? Yeah.
10: I, I, yes. 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 I, yes. He opened for me. So, you know, here we are. I hope I can uh, live up to uh, that opening. We
3: have every confidence you will. And and, and just quickly again, <laughs> uh, I, I I really commend the operation and the ease with which um, you can order things. And uh, listen, mm-hmm. like for, for certain things, to see a demonstration and to see, I know people are resistant and it kind of becomes to some people it's like, oh, cause it's QVC. But the truth of the matter is, is that if you're interested in something, our friend Brett Hamilton does all your tech stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. And let me tell you, if you want to see the ins and outs of something, it's a good way to see something and then buy it right there.
10: Yeah absolutely absolutely uh,
0: and I recommend the tour, by the way yeah for those who haven't do you guys still I mean you're not doing it right now I assume right
10: yeah so we uh, currently we we are still live. On air, the broadcast is still live, but we have limited team members in, okay. our, in our studio right now. The majority of us are working from home.
0: All right. When everything gets back to normal, go take a tour of QVC. It's a very impressive uh, facility. It's a gigantic part. It is. It's just absolutely huge. Well, listen, uh, Kate, you're on for a reason this morning, other than us just chit-chatting about how much we love QVC. And what is that reason?
10: I love to hear.
0: Mm. Uh, so you, you guys have a donation to make?
10: We do. We do. Um, we, you know, when we look at our charitable focus at QVC, women's empowerment, women's, en- women's entrepreneurship has always been a cornerstone of, of our charitable focus. But we also realize that there are these basic needs, these daily challenges that that people face every day and especially this year. I mean, you know, with the events of 2020 Hunger, I mean, hunger's always been an issue, yeah. but this year especially, yeah. it's really touched us on a much deeper level. Um, you know, we've we've done partnerships on a national front with uh, Meals on Wheels, No Kid Hungry, Feeding America uh, this year, which I know uh, Phil Abundance is, is associated with. Um, and so when we look at where the needs are greatest this year, and right here in the Delaware Valley, I mean, this is our home, and um, when we look at where the needs are, we Heard about this event? We were so impressed with this event. I mean, the work that you all are doing, and this has been going on for over twenty years. Is that correct? Yeah, it's
0: our twenty-third year doing this. Yes,
10: it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. Um, so, I, congratulations to all of you. It's Thank it's you. just phenomenal work that you're doing, and no one should go hungry, especially as we get into the holiday season, where you know food is is such a staple of bringing people together it doesn't matter what holiday you celebrate what you know denomination you are food is so essential um, to everyday life and also to celebrations and so uh, we wanted to get involved with this with this event this is our first year sponsoring um, and I'm just so excited to be a part of it
0: excellent and uh, are you going to present a donation to us or are we going to uh I am um, what is that I'm
10: I'm pleased to to share that we are going to be making a ten thousand dollar donation to oh,
9: to camp out.
0: There you go. Thank you. That is massive. Wow. Uh, Kate, we appreciate it. That's uh, that's going to go as you know. That's going to go a long a way. Tremendous way. Yeah. That's fantastic.
10: We, we commend all of you. Um, you know. The work that you're doing, the work that Phil Abundance is doing, it's it's wonderful, wonderful work you're doing. So congratulations to all of you. Keep Excellent.
0: it up. We appreciate it. And You guys keep doing the great work and uh, offering you know all these amazing products and services and things. It's it's uh, great and, and keeping people employed in the Delaware Valley too. It's a big yeah. operation. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's we excellent. love it. Check
10: us out. Check us out on qvc.com. We have a ton of holiday gifts, so <laughs> something for everyone on your list. Make sure you check us out.
0: I love it. Thank you, Kate Sheehan, guys. Yeah. From Bye, guys. QVC, a ten thousand dollar donation. We're rocking it, man.
3: You know, we don't. We we don't really have a beat on everything going on, but no. listen,
0: some very Generous examples being displayed today. Yep. Uh, I want to take this moment real quick and uh, thank uh, one of our sponsors, uh, Pepsi, the official soft drink of the President Steve Camp Out for Hunger, uh, teaming up with us to uh, fight and hunger in the Delaware Valley this holiday season by supporting and donating to the Campout, benefiting fellow abundance. President Steve's Camp Out for Hunger, fueled by Pepsi. I also want to mention uh, that we, for our volunteers, uh, lunch today provided by Harvest Seasonal Grill. Love those guys. And Wine Bar. Uh, you Just- can. Sorry. just do it and you can find your harvest at harvestseasonalgrill.com by the way. Okay, what is next? What are we doing?
4: We have somebody on the phone that I'm fairly certain I can hit his slider. I can't. No, I can. Oh, no, I can. It. I can. It. I don't even have stop to do it what's coming. I can, Just stop it. No, I can. <laughs> Casey. I can hit his slider no problem. With my eyes. That slider
3: is a small hamburger, that's perhaps. Is, that's what I meant.
4: <laughs> what did you think I
0: meant? <laughs> I didn't even think about that. We should have him actually come and throw yeah. a tiny hamburger yes. for Casey to hit sometime. Yes. And he will officially say that he's hit Aaron Nola's slider. There you go. There we go. That's I brilliant. Just, there go. It out I like that. didn't even think of that. Please welcome from your Phillies, Mr. Aaron Nola to the show. Yay. Hey Aaron, good morning.
24: Hey, good morning, guys. Thanks. Hey. I think everybody could hit my hamburger right now.
0: <laughs> I I think we have to make this happen someday, Aaron. If we get down there, <laughs> doing, doing raining. An underhanded yeah. hamburger toss to Casey. I hit oh. his slider. <laughs> that would be fantastic. <laughs> oh my goodness. He better not. If I do that, he better not miss it then. <laughs> yeah. yeah oh yeah,
4: yeah. Aaron, I have actually uh, at Old Veterans Stadium, I struck out. Playing softball in a in a celebrity <laughs> softball game, which is, and I'm not that bad. But no, you're dude, you're good. You're athletic. But with some bright lights. I don't know, but like underhanded softball, I actually struck out in front of all those people. So
24: yeah, no oh, man.
0: <laughs> hey, you know what? And, and speaking speaking of yeah. hitting, and and you know pitchers uh, hitting, uh, when when you were when you were a kid and you first started playing ball, did you have your sights set on the mound, or was your mind somewhere else when you first got started? On the mound, yeah, definitely on the mound.
24: Yeah, I, I played other positions. I played, I played outfield when I was when I was a little younger, and then once high school hit or right before high school, I uh, kind of converted into infield. And mm. I liked that. I liked hitting in infield then, and but I was always better at pitching. I always knew that I was better at pitching. So okay, um, I think probably junior junior senior year of high school, I knew that I was going to college as a pitcher.
0: And be a pitcher only. <laughs> so, as as a, uh, as a now, kid, I I just wanted history. to be catcher because they had all the cool equipment that they <laughs> yeah, had to wear. And yeah. I think I think a lot of kids starting off want, want to do that just because of that. Yeah, I I could see that.
8: Yeah, no yeah. doubt. Like right. So, Aaron, for me, the uh, the pandemic really is linked to uh, baseball because uh, we were all set to come down and broadcast live from spring training, and that's when everything started to get shut down. Kathy and Marissa from our show went down. We didn't know what the travel deal was going to be like. We didn't know what was safe and what wasn't. But, um, you know, for us, our spring training broadcast got ruined by, by the beginning of the pandemic. I know it's been an odd year um, for everybody, but it's certainly been an odd year for professional athletes as well. Uh, what was it like for you guys this year playing in stadiums without uh, anybody in attendance? What did you think about how the, the league was able to pull off the season? Um, well, honestly, I didn't think
24: we'd be able to pull it off, but, uh, it went a lot smoother than I think a lot of us expected, um, because it was pretty safe in the club. out we were getting tested a lot, our protocols were, uh, were pretty heavy. Um, it was obviously weird playing with no fans. Uh, once they put the cardboard boxes up in the stadium noise, the crowd music got a little better, I guess, but, um. It still it still was a little quiet in the games and it's obviously not the same without fans the fans uh, kind of bring up our game and you feed off you feed off the noise you feed off their um, their excitement and and stuff like that and then obviously going into other stadiums or the booths and stuff so um, obviously we're ready we're ready for them to come back we want them in the, in the stands uh, this coming year uh, because it's that's baseball you know it's sports it's sports to have
4: at fans in the stands. Yeah, we're um, we're all just sort of waiting for it to come back, and and I think uh, when we do get back to normal, and I'll, I'll say normal when we get back to normal, like there are going to be I think sold out stadiums uh, all across the board and in all sports because people just want to kind of get out there. Aaron, um, when when there are full stadiums, w- w- what is the the stadium that you uh,
24: hate playing in the most? hate playing in the most when yeah. they're, they're full.
4: Yeah, I mean, yeah, when they're full. Like, I mean, like, um, I'm talking about not just, like, well, how about just the fans? We'll, we'll go fan-wise. What, what do you think, besides Philadelphia, is, is the toughest fan base? Uh, gosh, I don't
24: know. I mean, the New Yorkers are pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's
8: kind of a default, right? They come into Philly and cause a lot
24: of havoc.
0: Dave, I know that. Apply
8: okay. Apply that statement Met, to baseball, you can really apply it to pretty much anything in life. The New Yorkers <laughs> are pretty bad Aaron.
0: Yeah, is it is it as <laughs> is it as satisfying to get a crowd to roar to getting a an opposing crowd to shut up? Let's say that again. Is it is it as satisfying? Let's say you're at home, you get the crowd to to cheer, but when you're away, is it just as satisfying to get the crowd over there to shut up?
24: Oh, it's, it's pretty nice, yeah. Nice. <laughs> It's pretty nice. That's good. No, nah, well. I think I think any I think any stadium we play in, and it's really it's packed house and loud. I think it's awesome. Okay. I mean, no matter if the fans are good or bad. I mean, I think it's it's fun. So it makes it fun. I mean, you you want the noise. You want you want the pressure.
3: Yeah, I I wouldn't to Casey's point. Whenever we've been out to any stadium or been down on the field. It is distracting as hell. There's so much in motion. I don't know how you guys maintain any level of focus, but I guess that's why you get paid to do what you do. Because it, it's it, <laughs> unless you've been down there,
24: it's just amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely better. Definitely better loud than not. Okay. Like this, this, this past year. <laughs>
4: Yep. What do you? I'm sorry. What do you? What do you do to to dial in? Is it is it just something that's always come to you, or or do you have like a routine that gets you so dialed in uh, when uh, game time comes
24: up? Uh, I think it's just experience and uh, doing it doing it since I've uh, started pitching in front of bigger crowds. I think college definitely helped me with that. Over at LSU, we drew about ten thousand, twelve thousand. Almost every every time we played at home, and then going to some SEC stadiums, they had a lot of fans too. Over in like Arkansas and uh, Mississippi State, and uh, like Texas a And M, they always packed their house. So I think just pitching against uh, pitching against those guys in those environments uh, helped me uh, get into the major leagues and kind of dialing dialing in. And obviously, it takes it takes practice and takes. Being humble and um, practice. I mean, being prepared yeah. definitely helps.
3: And close your eyes. That
24: helps.
0: Close your eyes.
24: <laughs> uh, close your eyes when you throw it down the middle, for sure. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Aaron, with uh, with the restrictions, travel restrictions, and and things like that, is there anything that that you've been doing to, um, you know, fill your time that maybe you wouldn't do in a in a, in a normal year? Well,
24: I've been traveling a little more. I. Oh, I just actually just got back from Yosemite National Park. Wow, over in California. So that was that was a pretty memorable trip. First time there. First time there. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. When you do that, so, do you yeah. go
3: out and have a game of catch with the wildlife, or? <laughs> <laughs> throw rocks, throw rocks back and forth. Uh, yeah, it, it, listen. The parks have been on fire—not literally, and some literally—but uh, uh, but with people going out, my wife went out uh, to Yellowstone, and again, that's there's a, there's a Zen element that I think everyone needs at this point just to clear your mind. So, probably a good choice to get out to Yellowstone. Yeah, that's,
24: that's my next place I would definitely want to go to.
6: Yeah.
0: Nice. All right. Well, listen, Aaron. We appreciate the time uh, this morning. As uh, as we're doing what we can to uh, uh, raise uh, funds and, and non-perishable food items for uh, Phil Abundance, and uh, you know what uh, what you guys do, give us a little relief, a little uh, uh, distraction is is a wonderful thing. So uh, we're happy you're here in in Philly, and uh, hopefully we'll see you in in a season very very soon. Yes. Yeah, hope so. Y'all stay safe over there, guys. All right, thanks, man. We appreciate it, Aaron Nola, guys. Yeah. Number twenty-seven on your fills. Uh, We have to take another break, and we are going to come back, and uh, I don't even know what we're going to do. I'm going to. We haven't even done the bizarre part. No, no. Um, Casey and I will talk off air. We'll figure out what we're going to do next. We'll be back in just a moment. Camp Out 100 Day Number Four. Stay with us. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Check out MMR's other
1: audio on demand at WMMR.com or on the MMR mobile app.
3: Steven Singer makes buying an engagement ring so easy. He'll hold your hand to find the perfect ring so you can hold her hand forever.
5: Back with more of
0: the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Thursday at Camp Out for Hunger and one more to go after this. we got a few more things before we wrap for the day. Partly cloudy skies, Weatherwise 50. Uh, so warmer. It's, uh, you can already feel it outside. It started off really, really chilly this morning. It's going to get better. And tomorrow to end the camp out for hunger, sunshine is 61 degrees. Nice. Yeah, it's going to be excellent. And uh, Saturday we'll get up to 63, so more warmer temperatures. And then uh, Sunday back down and maybe some rain on Monday. So yeah. Michael, Michael loves it. I don't know if I have enough energy to even do another hoe. That sounded like I was going to have sex with a slutty woman. I don't know. I've been banging all night. I don't have the energy left to 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 do another hoe. That's what
3: you call first world pimp
0: problems. So many hoes, so little time. (laughs) Little time. I I don't know if I can get to another hoe. I'm really tired, man. It just... It just hit me. Uh, We are – okay, so here's what we're doing. What are we doing? Casey brought – we're doing everything. Everything must go. Which means this is our final segment. We will do the letter of the day for the word of the week at the end of this. But since we had so many interviews back-to-back today – um, we need to do the Bizarre File. We need to do Lesson Question, Trash, and Music News all in this segment, along with the wrap-up and welcoming Pierre. on. Board. And
3: then Aaron Noah, part two.
0: Yep. Yeah. It's, you've been, it, by popular demand. <laughs> uh, no, let's do the Bizarre File. Let's we'll start with that. Here we go. WMR
1: WMMR presents bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre. bizarre File.
0: Brought together this morning by Cinch Propane Home Delivery Service. They bring propane right to your doorstep. You can visit cinch.com to place your order. An Idaho line worker who came to central Oklahoma to help restore power can now use a little help himself after his beloved pet raccoon went missing in Norman, Oklahoma. Derek, Derek! George Simmons. Once upon a time, rescued a tiny raccoon that he named Coonzie. Uh George has a habit of taking in critters in need, squirrels, birds, and even a beaver one time, getting them uh, better and then getting them back into the wild. But Coonzie, however, didn't want to leave George. She became his favorite raccoon. Uh-huh. Or one of his two pet raccoons. Actually, his other pet raccoon is named Lucy Lou. Uh, George's girl, Kunze, has since grown into a 50-pound furball. She loves veggies, potato chips, and Arizona sweet iced tea. But Kunze is now missing. Uh, George came to the area to help restore power following the devastating ice storm that leveled trees and knocked out power. And the power ultimately reappeared thanks to George and Svelte line workers. But Kunze has disappeared. And local residents are stepping up and are trying to help uh, him and Lucy Lou search for Kunze in the Norman, Norman area.
3: Any identifying
0: features? No, not a one. For I, I have no idea. Uh, how about so this one? A parking spot brawl ended, quickly had morphed into a violent road rage, and it ended with a car crashing into a bakery celebrating its grand opening and it was all caught on video. This has 2020 written all over it. Uh, the insane incident went down Monday in Queens where a group of men were throwing hands in the middle of the street over a parking spot. The video picks up when one man struck uh, stuck in a headlock while another man was wielding a bat, swinging it like crazy. It you see the bat wielding gent land several key shots before everyone appears to walk away and that's when all hell broke loose with The dude taking a whack at the Audi's front bumper, and that's when the man behind the wheel floors it and mowed down the man with the bat, violently hurling him onto the sidewalk before crashing into Rainbow Bakery, which had just opened for business. And it went. Into it, I mean, it went. The Jesus. car went inside of it.
3: Paramedics on the scene had to do mouth to mouth on cannolis. Preston,
0: cops say three women and a man, including a bakery employee, were hospitalized with non thre- life threatening injuries. Uh, G. Zhu, the man behind the wheel, was arrested uh, for assault and reckless endangerment. Jonathan Zhang, the passenger in the Audi, was also arrested for assault. And the bakery owner said that he was sad. You know, who's also in the car? car with G.
3: Zhu. What? Cooney. Cooney
0: was in the car. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Let's see, and then we will do one more story and wrap this up. Let's go with this. Persistence has paid off for a couple in North Carolina. The husband and wife who had been playing the same set of lottery numbers for 26 years won more than $366,000 this week. Terry Cogshaw claimed the prize Thursday at the headquarters of the North Carolina Education Lottery in Raleigh. He said the uh, num- the lucky numbers had gotten him and his wife close to winning a few times, but they never thought that they would take home the Cash 5 jackpot. He said, I was in the Lazy Boy, and she was standing there watching, and she started screaming. She goes, I won, I won, and I go, what? Huh? The odds of winning were 1 in 962,000. Cogshall said the couple started playing the same set of numbers when they lived in Florida. Uh, after required federal and state tax withholdings, they get $259,000. But they played the same numbers for 26 years. So I'm
3: curious, if you take the expenditure of paying...
0: <laughs> That's what I'm wondering. You know? <laughs> of all the money they spent on lottery tickets over the years, right? did they win or lose money? Like, I, It's not like it was $15 million. Not, it was, it was yeah. good, but yeah. not enough to go, wow, it was really <laughs> worth it for 26 years. So... I don't know, man. I don't know if they played them weekly or not. But there you go. That's what I have in uh, the bizarre file for you. I want to thank real quick uh, Xfinity. They're our hourly sponsor. And Xfinity's X1 keeps all your entertainment options centered. Access uh, live TV, Netflix, and now Hulu and Peacock and Experience Entertainment Zen. Now, that's simple, easy, and awesome. Go online or call 1-800-XFINITY today. Restrictions apply. Netflix, Hulu, and Peacock memberships required and also sponsored by Comcast Business Bounce Forward. We now do the lesson question. Uh let's go with uh all right yesterday we did one late in the show yes i'm going to do one from early in the show this is from like 6:15 this morning what's the german word for bell 215263 w m m r let's see if you know that what's the german word for bell you had to have been listening okay cuz i don't know if you'd get it right or not 215263 WMMR, let's see if you know the answer. We're going to do the trash while you are calling in.
1: The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, brought to you by Game Day and Holiday Gatherings.
0: No, it's not. It's brought to you by Primo Hoagies. Now, Game Day and Holiday Gatherings might be more intimate this year. Uh, But just because you can't host a Primo celebration doesn't mean you can't have a Primo hoagie. Locations at PrimoHogies.com. It's not just a hoagie. It's a Primo. What's going on, Steve? Well, people are freaking out over Khloe Kardashian's
3: People's Choice Awards acceptance video showing her with a dramatically different pointed chin. Chloe has since explained, saying it has always been a dream of hers to open a can of soup with her face. <laughs>
6: oh, my God.
3: Taylor Lautner fans are upset that he will apparently not be appearing in the Netflix sequel to The Adventures of Sharkboy and Lava Girl. Pro- producers are saying they had to pass on Lautner as Sharkboy because he's 50. Hey! And finally, Kylie Jenner yesterday posted a picture of her uh, standing in front of a brand new three million dollar Bugatti. Kylie admits she didn't know what a Bugatti was until
0: recently, and she still doesn't know. <laughs> and that's your All right.
22: We'll
0: see if somebody knows the answer to this. What is the German word for bell? Two one five two six three WMMR. And I will go to Josh and see if he knows the answer. Josh, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good, Josh. What's the German word for bell? Glock. Glock is correct. Yes, hang on. There's Steve glass. My doubt my God! And we're going to set him up with a $50 Dunkin' gift card. Get cheers into Dunkin' with festive drinks like the signature peppermint mocha latte and the signature gingerbread latte. Uh, download the Dunkin' app and order ahead for contactless experiences this holiday season.
1: And the Preston and Steve show runs on Dunkin'. Let's do music news. Now, Preston and Steve's music news on 93.3 WMMR.
0: Brought to you by the American Red Cross, be the lifeline patients need this winter. The Red Cross urges eligible blood and platelet donors of all types to give now and help save lives. Visit redcrossblood.org or call 1 800 Red Cross to make an appointment. Uh, Guns N' Roses have just rolled out an eight city tour. Of Down Under, set for November of 2021. We spoke to John Bon Jovi. He said, I'm not making any plans until it's all cleared up. Cleared. But some bands are releasing dates, and these guys are one of the first ones that I've heard of doing it. So uh, they, the Australian New Zealand dates follow. The band's already booked European leg for the spring and North American Stadium run next summer. Uh, tour promoter Paul Dainty. Uh, said, we're not doing this lightly. Just, uh, <laughs>
2: doing <laughs> you I just said,
6: we're going to get the tour,
2: it. and it's going to be wonderful, and I think they're going to have a great tour.
0: That's Paul Dainty. Uh, said, there was a lot of consideration before we pulled the trigger. Oh, I've been, we thought about it. I've been, we thought long and hard. I've been doing this a long time. Uh, we wouldn't be proceeding if it weren't 100%. If, uh if we weren't 100% confident. Exactly. Uh, there's a lot of good news around. Ow, you're
3: squeezing my hand.
0: With the vaccine and the like, and we wanted to be optimistic and uh, on the front foot. Uh, fans... <laughs> I haven't read this since five o'clock this morning. <laughs> uh, fans are still eagerly awaiting the first new music from Axel Slash and Duff since 1993.
4: So I was hearing yesterday the Ticketmaster is has either developed or is developing a way for uh, fans to, if they're going to go to a concert, like a medical check, yeah,
3: like a COVID check.
4: Like, uh, not a only turnaround? that, but a quick turnaround, but also uh, like a, tattoos. No. no. Um, no, I lost my train of thought. Uh, they're they're going to okay. be. They have a no. If you if you if you've had a vaccine, yes. right? Yeah, because the vaccines are, are being announced and, and potentially released. So if you have been vaccinated, you can upload that to Ticketmaster. Uh, I guess maybe they call it like a vaccination certification or something well, like that.
3: Stop and think about it. I mean, look at the entire the like like. It just crashed. There's been nothing happening. It, it actually is in their benefit to help facilitate that because they've got to get this up and running yeah. as soon as they can, and they have to make people feel comfortable with it, right?
4: Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, Metallica, Korn, and Corey Taylor are set in form at Allison in Chains Museum of Pop Culture. 2020 Founders Award in Seattle. I didn't know there was one of those. Uh, yeah, and other performers include, a lot of people, uh, Billy Corgan, Duff McKagan, Mastodon, Dave Navarro, Taylor Hawkins, members of Soundgarden, Chris Cornell's daughter Lily, Anna and Nancy Wilson of Heart, and more. Additionally, Eddie Vedder, Sammy Hagar, Tom Morello, and other artists will make special appearances. Uh, each performer will be covering select songs from the Alice in Chains catalog. Uh, the event will take place on Tuesday, December 1st, that is 6 p.m. Pacific time on the Mopop Facebook page, Amazon Music Twitch channel, and Amazon Music app as well. One last story. Dance Monkey by Tones and I is the most Shazam song of all time. Dance Monkey. Yeah. Dance uh, Since its release in May of 2019, the viral hit has been Shazammed over thirty six point six million times. I have to uh, uh, admit I'm I'm not familiar with Dance Monkey. No, I don't know it yeah, either. Well I think the only reason or well, the only reason I shazam
8: anything is when I don't know a song. Yeah. Yeah. And well that's so it. Yeah. Yes, that's it, right? But it means you're interested enough to find out what it was. And usually it's like when I hear it on a TV show or a movie, I'm yeah. like what is that song? But you
3: know the new inter- I believe the new version of Shazam, Nick, allows you to actually just hum?
8: Really? I've tried
2: know. it. I've no. tried it. It Does doesn't it, work. It doesn't work? Okay. okay. Well, know.
8: wait a minute. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there might be a reason, <laughs> Kathy. Yeah.
2: yeah, it goes like this. <laughs> I mean, wait, in all seriousness, like, do you think that that could be it?
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like
2: that I'm yeah. not, yeah. I'm not in tune, so yeah. they can't get it.
0: I think that you have the inability to sing a proper melody. So,
4: Kathy, hum a song for us and see if we can guess what it is. Ooh, uh, that's a good idea. Um, you got to oh, no,
0: go ahead.
2: Put me on the spot. I can't. But, All right, um, well just
0: let's know that Kathy sings like sloth. <laughs> Here. Do a Bon Jovi song. Look, uh, look up, no, 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 because we we don't want to know. Look up, look up at some song titles. Let me let me finish this, and by the end right. of it, I want you to hum uh, a song title. Just uh, you got your computer there in front of you. Maybe something. we can
3: vindicate Shazam with
0: this, Preston. In a statement to Variety, Tones and I said, "Oh, Tones and I was the uh, the the." the musician or the group i don't know if it's a person or whatever it doesn't matter. uh they said shazam has been a, a huge <laughs> platform for me so it's a person okay uh in terms of reaching people i didn't have a following when i released dance monkey uh but it gave me the opportunity to reach more people and elevate my fan base which has all let uh which has all led to cre- it's supposed to be led led to creating a career for myself okay you got something
2: uh, yeah, hold on. Right.
0: But do you want? I have Shazam on. Do you want me to hit
8: it when she sings? Or nah, no? let's no, just okay. let's just guess.
2: All right. I just want to pull up the actual lyrics. Okay. So I, <laughs>
3: hey, it better not be Dance Monkey. Yeah, okay. dance, monkey. Dance, monkey, dance Monkey. monkey monkey. <laughs>
0: monkey. Dance Monkey.
6: I right, ready? Monkey. monkey. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. <Mm-mm. laughs> oh my. Oh yeah. God.
4: That's easy. You uh, and so you you're <laughs> telling me
3: Shazam has trouble with that? <laughs>
2: All really right, let me try. This. You guys are putting me on the spot. This is hard. Right, it's right. difficult for me. All right. Okay. <laughs> <And> snort. It's <Okay. laughs> snort. Snort Dorton. Right. This isn't going to work. All right. Hm. <laughs> I can't do it. All right. Stop <laughs> it. I'm taking it further up soon on. so I Everybody, can't see you. Seriously. Seriously, right. guys, come on.
0: I right, try it again. Here, I'll calm her out. Let me hum a no. song. You guys right. figure out what I'm doing. It. No, no. I'm, okay.
8: Yesterday by the Beatles.
0: Right group. Mm-hmm. Blackbird. Thank you, Steve. Got it. Okay. Now
6: I want. I want rock and roll.
2: Yeah. Go Jet. Thank oh, you. you. Did it. Oh. Hey. Hey.
0: I love rock and roll. I said I want rock and roll. <laughs> uh, but okay. I All right.
2: To. All right. So it wasn't that bad.
0: No, you're good. All right. Okay. See <laughs> if you guys can guess this one. You
4: ready?
2: Mm, 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 mm. Safe flight repair. Right.
3: Yes. Safe flight replace. <laughs> okay, ready? Yeah. Safe flight repair. Safe flight replace. Give me a call because I need a new windshield because I get cracked yesterday. Doesn't want it for free, just wants the accommodation.
0: Thank you. Okay. <laughs> and that's how you do it, folks. And that's music news, by the way. Ah, we're done now. Hey, look over there. It's Pierre Robet. Woo! Why good day? How are you, man? Oh, fine, thank you. Excellent. We had your buddy John Bon Jovi on earlier. I heard uh, a yeah. great new record, uh, Bon Jovi Twenty Twenty. Uh, we're playing several songs from it. Yeah, he was uh, he was uh, very cool. Good to have him on this. Actually, we're not. I oh. don't know why, uh, Bill. But uh, for some reason, uh, Bill hasn't added any of the songs from it. There's some great ones on there, though. But I'm sure we'll get to it soon.
3: Well, you know what you can do, and this is a good way to add songs. You enter the ring with Bill. And whoever walks out gets their musical choice. Ooh. Ah. See? I'd kick his ass. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just no two questions about it. Well, you do work out. You do? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah I wonder who would win a fight between Bill and Well,
3: or... Bill does uh, Annabelle Foo, which is a <laughs> self-defense that Annabelle taught me. <laughs> I learned to defend myself
0: I I brush my teeth right before this. <laughs> okay. Uh, le- thank you to all of the guests. I'll go through this quickly. We had some big donations. Uh, Sherry Krasinski from uh, Wisfist gave us $10,000. Uh, thank you for uh, the Philadelphia Union. Uh, Coach Jim Curtin, Sebastian Latou came by. They brought the Supporter Shield with them. Monster Pet uh, Pets came by, uh, gave us over 26,000 pounds of food. Uh, Claude Giroux, James Van Reamsdyk. Scott Hartnell checked in. Uh, our buddy Dave Munion, over 70,000 pounds of food from Whitehorse RV. It's amazing. Brent Smith from Shinedown not only popped on, had a great interview, and is going to be able to, uh, they recorded some uh, exclusive versions of songs, Atlas Falls and Monsters. They've never done acoustic before, or at least Monsters they haven't. We're going to play those at some point, possibly Pierre will get to that. But he also donated $10,000. Wow. Uh, Stephanie Millie Grant, who is from uh, Unilever, Donated $75,000 on behalf of the company. We had
4: over $100,000 in donations today.
0: We had uh, our buddy Michael Giacchino, director Brad Bird, on the show. We also, from QVC, had Kate Sheeran. They donated $10,000. Amazing. And uh, Connor and Dom from Nothing But These performed, and I'm telling you, oh my god, it sounded absolutely incredible. The most disappointing thing was the fact that we thought John Bon Jovi was hearing them perform, and they didn't get to because they were really excited about that. But John was on, and Aaron Nola of the Phillies. So it was a big time jam-packed show. Thank you guys, Casey, Nick, Marissa, everybody who uh, chipped in. Kathy you didn't do anything, but and everybody else. <laughs> did hey, great cool she hummed like a pro yeah. today but uh it was no it was a tough show to to execute with all the moving parts so it, it was can, a good time
5: can I think Mike in the uh, the booth with the zoom he literally had yeah. 12 zooms going at once
0: yeah. yep Mike so I actually
2: did do something you just didn't play the audio.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, that. Yeah.
2: Should we
0: do it tomorrow? Oh. Or? Keep,
2: keep, you might as well keep it.
0: Or we can do it now and earlier, it early again tomorrow. You can
2: shove it up your ass for all I can. Wow.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it, I would imagine it's short, right?
2: Do it. Yeah, it's pretty. It's, All right. You like know what, uh,
0: uh, Jason, can you roll this, please? Do I need to set it up or did she say who she is? Yeah, no, she says she is. Okay, go ahead, Jason. Hey there, Preston and Steve. It's Kelly Ripa. I just wanted to take a moment to send best wishes for yet another successful Camp Out for Hunger. It's amazing every year what you accomplish, gathering food and funds for
20: fill Abundance. Keep up the great work. You are doing the most important work for everyone there in the Delaware Valley.
0: Wow, oh, that's very nice. So that Thanks. was cool, and I apologize if we didn't get to it earlier. It was just We were just jam-packed with stuff today, but it was, uh, it was all good. Uh, Pierre, let's do the letter. You ready? Yes. Here we go.
1: Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter.
0: And the Preston and Steve show brought to you today by the letter. E as in energy. All right, and we have one more letter to go tomorrow, and we give away a $500 Monster Pets gift card. Monster Pets companion animals and supplies. Visit them on Columbus Boulevard in South Philly. I think I said animals. Uh, so and also, yes.
3: Preston said you can have it, carry animals.
0: Um, I also want to thank uh, Bimbo Bakeries USA Broadcast Tent sponsorship because uh, they do a donation daily from one of their brands. Today, can't believe I waited to say this, Steve. It was 42 cases of Little Bites chocolate chip cookies.
3: Oh man, they are uh, good. They Entenmann's. are good.
0: And while we don't collect non-perishable items at Camp Out when bulk donations are arranged ahead of time with Philabundance, Abundance, they distribute them immediately at their nine fresh-for-all free farmers markets across the region. So we thank them for that. Uh, what's happening on your live broadcast today, Pierre?
19: Uh, we will have KG Elephant in a workforce
3: block, Lonesome George Thurgood, Collective Soul, and one last day of a full-time
1: air staff broadcasting, uh, myself and Pancake, and then uh, Jackson and Sarah. Uh, and uh, up until 6, 7 o'clock. That uh, is your great opportunity today for the last full day of the camp out to donate. Yep.
0: Absolutely. I want to thank our sponsors. President Steve Show brought to you today by Dunkin', the official coffee of the President's Steve Show. And your local Confidence Plus dealer, or your local Confidence Plus service center. Uh, car need a service. Find your location at myconfidenceplus.com. Tomorrow on the program. Yeah, we still have more guests tomorrow. Uh, Mike Kerr, singer of Royal Blood. Yeah. Is going to be getting in touch with us. Our good buddy Michael Barkan, who always comes out of the camp out for hunger, will be joining us. And we'll have Dexter Holland of The Offspring. Wow. On top of any final corporate donations, uh, we haven't heard from Subaru yet. They usually wait till the very last second. That's so true. We will see what our friends from Subaru have tomorrow.
3: And honestly, we'd love to see you come out and make the physical donations if you can, or do it online, whatever way you're going to do it. Today's the the, the last big run, as uh, Pierre said. You know, uh, listen, the weather's going to be nice. The weather's going to
6: be nice.
4: Yeah, and also, Acme is going to drop by tomorrow and and let us know where we are as far as donations are concerned uh, up until tomorrow. But don't. Donations will be accepted at uh, Acme, I believe, through Thanksgiving. Yep. I, so,
3: I think Acme's been a superstar yep. through all this. So
4: whatever number they give us tomorrow, that it will be that number and growing.
0: Wow. All right, that is it. We are done. Rage on, and we'll talk to you later on, gang. Bye-bye. The Greston and Steve Love You, you. Live. I
23: came to the camp out for hunger. I apologize to Weston, but I bought.
19: Soup.
12: Next message.
4: Oh my god! I got so pumped in that scene in Endgame
8: when the Ancient One turns to the Hulk and is like, "No, sad bro, we're
0: gonna save the universe." Oh, gets me every time.
12: Next message.
0: My biggest pet peeve: when you're coming onto the ramp, don't have your own lane, and the guy behind you do not Give you the space to merge in. Where the f do you
4: expect me to f go? The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Call 484
1: 434 1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by
6: DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less.